Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I am your host, Blaine Ward, and today we are back. Um, you know, as you may know, last year we had a very important episode that came out a bracket, if you will, a space movie bracket. And, you know, it got a lot of hype, got a lot of people talking, and what more to drive conversation than to bring another bracket back? Um, now, I'm here with two hooligans who are back. Uh, back where it all began, really. We're bringing it back. And, yeah, I guess I'll just uh, introduce... Uh, you know him, you love him. Uh, he's been on four episodes at this point. About to make his five-time... You get a, uh, you get a, you get a bathroom with the five-timers club. Oh, nice. Yeah, what about yeah. the slippers? Uh, that's six. Ah, yeah, yeah. Next okay, time, okay. next time, next time. In Ronnie Houston in the house. Ronnie, how are you? <laughs> uh, all good, Blaine Ward. Happy to be back. It is lovely to have you. Let's yeah. argue. Yeah, now, listen, before this, we're friends. But now we're enemies, and, you know, it's just, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And then, uh, to my right, um, how, how many of us have you been on? This is your second, right? Third? Third. Third. Third timers. You get the bronze medal. Uh, Charles Mahood is in the house. Charles, how are you? All right. Lovely to have you, Charles. You're a valued member of this team. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted my name read after the We Golf theme song. Thank you. Yeah, of course. No problem. No problem. All right, so what we're doing here today is uh, we've devised a bracket. Now, this bracket has 32 entries, and we're going to be talking about the 32 most recent Best Picture winners. And by the end of this conversation, you know, through blood, sweat, and tears, we'll have reached a conclusion about what the Best best Picture winner is. Um, now, these movies date all the way back to, uh, we you know, we have 32 movies, so they date all the way back to 91, I believe. Yes. Um, and... Yeah, so we've devised that, you know, there's not really a reason why we picked 32 beyond. It's just a very clean bracket number. And yeah, it seems like that's a reason, though. I mean, we could do 64, but, you know, it's a lot of musicals. We don't want to, uh, Ronnie, I know you're not a musical guy. Absolutely so. not. Yeah, so we don't want to hurt you there. Um, but, yeah, so what we have uh, for our picks is uh, all the way back from 91, we have uh, Silence of the Lambs. 92, uh, we have Unforgiven. In 93, Schindler's List. 94, Forrest Gump. 95, Braveheart. 96, The English Patient. 97, Titanic. 98, Shakespeare in Love. 99, American Beauty. We enter 2000 with Gladiator. 2001, A Beautiful Mind. 2002, Chicago. 2003, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. 2004, Million Dollar Baby. 2005, Crash. 2006, The Departed. 2007, No Country for Old Men. 2008, Slumdog Millionaire. 2009, The Hurt Locker. 2010, The King's Speech. 2011, The Artist. 2012, Argo. 2013, 12 Years a Slave. 2014, Birdman. 2015, Spotlight. 2016, Moonlight. 2017, The Shape of Water. 2018, Green Book. 2019, Parasite. 2020 was Nomadland. 2021 was Coda. And 2022 was everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, so a quick question for you guys uh, before we get into this. So obviously we have kind of a bunch of different movies here. I don't know if you can find a through line in all of them. Were there any similarities that you guys noticed between the list of movies that we had to watch? Um, well, I don't know if there's a through line through the entire 32, but you can definitely tell where their mindset were at given times. 
yeah, I think there were kind of eras. Um, you know, a, a lot of block, uh, a lot of picks. Um, for different years, seemed like they were trying to honor different things. You know, I feel like the nineties. There's kind of that run of like uh, the important, you know, historical epic. Uh, you know, there's sort of the, and I, I think now we're kind of at the. I think independent film is starting to take over, and it's like independent family dramas, that sort of thing. Yeah, kind of where we're at. I, I, it goes from a lot of historical epics in the '90s to. Um, more, more like approachable dramas, and and then we've we've gotten more and more smaller scale as we go, and like obviously there's a clear shift that happened in 2014 on. Yeah, I think it's very well. Ronnie, any notes on the list of films that you had to watch? Yeah, no, I would just say yeah, I think like it's been you know kind of dramas, thrillers. It's kind of been more of um, seemingly the ones that have won. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously they have different aims and different focuses. Yeah, I think we'd all agree that this is not a list of the best 32 movies from each one of the years. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're a big English patient guy. Um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting because I think Best Picture on one hand is sort of, I don't know, it, 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 people say the Oscars are important and to some extent I can agree with that. But it's also like they won Best Picture. So it's like, if you look at the list of like best picture, you're going to look at, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to pull anything in example. You're going to look at a specific movie and be like, oh, that's the movie of that year. And I don't think in some cases that's where we were that year. You know what I mean? The Oscars are important as the most expensive advertisement. Yeah. I don't think they matter in terms of taste that much. I think the only things that, I think the things you can argue that they're important for is because they tell people what's important and people go see those movies. And also um, there's not many things that kind of provide like a canon for film. And it's one of them, even though it's like a lesser version of that. But like other than this and like the sight and sound list, um, you're more, it's more subjective, like what's taught in schools. Yeah. Ronnie, what's your take on the Oscars? Oh, you know, I'm not really a fan. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I agree that, yeah, most of these movies were far from the best movies that year, mm -hmm. but, uh, but you know, it's entertaining. It's, it's obviously sparks good debate. Um, and yeah, good conversation. Hell yeah. It's fun to see which ones, like some of these are just clearly ones that were campaigned incredibly hard for. Yeah. I think some of the, uh, and, and that's kind of the Oscar question, right? Where it's like, is it really the best movie of that year? Or was the campaign team really, you know, giving it their all? It's like best campaign. Yeah. <laughs> and there is no best movie of the year. No. Objectively. No. So, you know, really, who's to say? <laughs> we could all be idiots. But that's why it's fun. That's why we have this debate, you know? People think different things. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get into it, I imagine. Um, Roddy, are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Charles? Absolutely. Uh, give me a few minutes. <laughs> so hopefully you all are ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I've seen these. Yeah, have we all? We all have. Um, all right. So I guess starting off the bracket. Uh, well, have... let's, let's, let's say at least what uh, our very objective ranking of just combining the Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic scores. That's true. Yeah. So we... Seated this based on a combined Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic, like average? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's how we've done it. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of heartbreak. There's going to be a lot of anger. Yeah. 
We um, love arbitrary numbers assigned to movies. Yeah, exactly. This doesn't really matter, but you know, we want to make it matter so that we sound important. Um, <laughs> that's how we rank movies. We rank them in alphabetical order. Um, okay. I think the best movies that are released in the alphabet. I agree. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, oh wait, no. Never mind. Never mind. Not. Th- never mind. I take that back. Oh yeah. Definitely not. No, in no, this no, no, no. Wait, hang on. Definitely okay. not in this case. Hang on. I want to hear. I want to hear your take on that in a second. Uh. <laughs> all right. So the first matchup. Here we go. Um, our first round, the number one seed, Moonlight, against the number 32 seed, Crash. Uh, so Moonlight, directed by Barry Jenkins, Paul Haggis, directed Crash. Um, Charles, what are your thoughts on Moonlight? Um, I think Moonlight is, is, is a, a clearly better film. <laughs> I think just in terms of filmmaking skill alone, like without even getting into the politics of this. I think one movie is, is a class better. Roddy, Moonlight Me Crash, is this an easy easy matchup? I mean, to me, uh, I'm not really a big fan of, of neither one at this particular point. I remember like when Crash first came out, I was a fan of it, but um, at, upon rewatching, you know, once we got this list together, I, I kind of Hated it. Honestly. Yeah, it was very. Um, didn't realize like how blatantly, like I guess, racist it was, or how you know how much um, I guess race was. I don't know. It was just kind of like it was every line. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, so yeah, I'm not really. I don't know. Like I think that uh, it does capture like 2004, 2005, kind of that era pretty well. Um, but yeah, like I don't expect neither one of these to get really far me personally sure uh with moonlight i think that as far as capturing like the culture of you know miami and all that type of stuff they did a a hell of a job in that um but was which studio did uh h24 that's what i thought okay so yeah it was obviously like in that field of uh you know generally high a24 films um kind of go but um but yeah i'm not like overly impressed honestly that's all right. Uh, I think Crash sucks. I think this is... Is this the worst movie in... I mean, I know it's ranked... Possibly. I think it's maybe the worst. Are you... Do you think someone else is worse? We're we'll there, we'll come back. We'll yeah, we'll come there. back. Wait, we'll Ronnie, back. did you pick I, one? Or I don't, are we waiting? No, we're waiting. Oh, okay, okay, okay we're debating. Okay, well, I already cast my vote, so it's known. But... I think Crash is... Um, just... I don't know. I, I felt uncomfortable watching it, because I was like... Oh, this is just not... Um, I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel of the time, of our time. I so I, I have a question yeah. for you all. Because um, I'm surprised that Moonlight is ranked number one. Uh-huh. Um, well, based on arbitrary numbers. It doesn't, <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. Based off of, well, I say of, it doesn't matter that much, but I, I think the 32 might be correct. I'm saying based <laughs> off the rankings, based off of you yeah. know the criteria. Yeah, like do you all agree that Moonlight is number one? Like do you agree with that? Well, I, don't, I think it's fine that it is. I yeah. don't. I don't think it has to be. I'm okay with it. I think Moonlight is okay. excellent. I don't think I don't have one that and I need why? to be number one. Why? Yeah. I'm go in the next round. <laughs> I'm saving my arguments. Okay. This, there's not a lot to argue against Crash here. Crash. I, I, I think sucks. I can hold on to some of my superlatives for the movie for a minute, but I, I'll have some notes about it later. Okay. But um, yeah. I mean, Crash has got a stacked cast. And it's certainly ambitious for what it's trying to do, um, but I, I just don't think it works. Uh, 
I don't know. I yeah. think every ten years you gotta the Academy just gotta have a racism bad movie. They gotta remind themselves, you know. <laughs> I can't say that you're wrong. <laughs> every ten years you gotta have at least one, and, and each time it's wrong. like, boy, who who thought this was a new powerful message? Yeah, yeah. somebody forgot. It's but a shame. Yeah. It was literally every line. Yeah, every line. Yeah, it was yeah so cringe. Well, and Charles, this went up against Brokeback Mountain, uh, famously, and Brokeback lost. Um, I feel like Brokeback is clearly the better movie to win that year. But unless you're not a Brokeback guy, no. I mean, I mean, Brokeback was probably the first mainstream movie really sympathetic, like yeah. to like gay romance. So I, I think it's, I think one's better. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we need to say about this particular matchup? No, right. uh, like I said, I don't think either one's going to me. I, I don't think either one should go very far, but uh, sounds like we got some different. All right, Charles, what are you voting here? Uh, crash. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. All right, so Moonlight for you. I'm going Moonlight as well. Roddy? I'll, I'll go with Moonlight. All right, all right. Well, it doesn't necessarily matter. Two, two votes carry this forward, I should have said, but I feel like you guys should know this. My lovely <laughs> listeners, who I adore so very much. Um, all right, so Moonlight's going forward. Uh, our next matchup, we have the number 16 seed, The Shape of Water, against the number 17 seed, Birdman. Um, let's just get this out of the way. I'll go first. I love The Shape of Water. I think it's great. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is my guy. I love him. I think he's got a fascination with monsters and uh, outcasts, and I feel like a lot of his movies are about that. And yes, this is the fish sex movie, but it's also good, all right? I think all the performances are really good. Sally Hawkins is incredible. Michael Shannon is also really good. I think it looks great. I love kind of the, you know, bluish, greenish kind of uh, color palette of the movie. Um, I don't know. I think this movie works, and I'm a little confused as to why people don't like it. So I know it's an unpopular opinion, but... You say you're confused, but I have I have told you. Uh-huh. That's no, all. Lay, 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 lay this down. I, water. Let's talk no, about it. I, 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 um, I think it's very strange, um, that the year the Me Too movement got kicked off, <laughs> someone having a romantic and sexual relationship with a creature that has the intelligence of a golden retriever, <laughs> one best picture. Yeah. Because a golden retriever cannot consent. <laughs> so you're saying the fishman did not consent? I'm saying the fishman doesn't have the ability to consent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Ronnie, what's your take? I think the Fishman would say otherwise. Okay. Yeah. I think he consented. Fishmen have rights to <laughs> quite a bit. I don't think the Fishman is an intelligent being. I actually think this <laughs> was, eh, I ain't going to say this was the worst, but this was definitely down, should have been in the 30s to me. I hated this movie. Not for you. No, 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 no. It was, it was, um, I'm not a fan of fish dicks, yeah. you know, and Octavia, you know, making a, ooh, well, you know, what was it like? And yeah. It's like, what what the hell am I watching? Sure. Like, you know, so no, this, um, I feel like, I don't get why it had to be a creature. That's more so what I'm saying. Sure. I don't, I think you could have told the same story if it was just a just make it Aquaman. No, just make it like I don't know. Like we were dealing with like the government, just make it like a spy. I don't know, okay. like some you know. But yeah. I just don't get the point of it being a monster. Fantastical creature. Yeah. Yeah. I, Why? I I also think that like I consider myself a pretty progressive person. Uh huh. But I think this is the most pandery movie. 
towards liberal politics in recent memory. Sure. It's just a bunch of buzzwords. Yeah. To try to get people to clap at times. Uh huh. Well, I and I and I and I I like I like I bet you did. I like pretty much I like pretty much every other Guillermo del Toro movie except for like maybe Mimic, but I might like Mimic more than this. Okay. But um, I think this is. I, I think this movie has a lot of misguided elements that Wait, I think... So you, you viewed this as a... You said it was like a progress... What did you say? Liberal? What did you say? I, I think it's a movie that is just bringing up things and making everyone into an oppressed group and calling obvious attention to it. He's not wrong. He doesn't, you have the mute woman. You've got the gay old man. You've got Octavia Spencer. You've got... Anyone else? Oh, the Russian spy. I, I, I just think it's a really obvious movie. Okay, and you're not. Yeah, you, you don't like blatant. Where fish guy got, maybe got raped? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just tossing it out there. I'm not accusing anyone. I don't know. It seemed like he was into it, but you know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but you know what? Sometimes a dog can be into sex too. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. What the hell? Yeah. I think this movie's bad. Okay. Um, I like it. I still think it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you guys won't sway me. All right, let me let me let me have this. Uh, the other movie we have is Birdman. 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 <laughs> As Shaq would say. Ah. <laughs> uh, directed by uh, Alexandro Iñárritu. It's a Michael Keaton kind of theater movie. Um, Ronnie, let's start with you. What do you think of Birdman? Uh, I think it definitely. I think you know Edward Norton did great yeah. in it. Um, Michael Keaton, he did great. Um, I think you had like so- solid performances. Um, I don't know. I just see. I feel like I- I've been just so negative since the start of this. But I wasn't like the biggest fan of this movie either. I okay. feel like um, it could have been better. I think it was a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think it's better than The Shape of Water. You know, but yeah, no, I think that um, I think it's a. I mean, I think it's solid. But yeah, I think it's it's very forgettable in the long run for me. Sure, Charles. Um, I have some problems with this movie, uh, with both like the one take gimmick of it and, um, some of the, I think really pretentious dialogue, but I love every scene with Keaton and Norton together. Yeah. Those two are great. Yeah. And I do think like, I, I, it is visually impressive at times, even if I think that it's calling a lot of attention to itself. Um, but yeah. Okay. I, I like Birdman. I, 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 you know, I'm not a big Inurinu guy. You know, he did The Revenant after Birdman. Um, and I think I still like Birdman better than The Revenant. I don't know. I I, I, I think it is pretentious. And I think the movie sometimes is, um, thinks it's kind of smarter than it is. But I think it's kind of interesting, the whole, like, gimmick of how does an actor, like, how, how does an actor kind of reclaim himself after doing you know, superhero stuff for so long. The unfortunate thing is that Keaton went back to Batman just recently with The Flash. So that kind of takes the whole meta element of it, you know, where he was Batman in the, you know, 80s and 90s. Um, and I, I feel like it kind of ruins the meta element a little bit of it. But I don't know. I find that it, to me an interesting Wait, idea. so was the point of the movie like that specific to where it's focused on... Keaton doesn't... Yeah, it's like a meta-commentary about Keaton. Maybe. No, no, no. I was talking about where it's about like an actor who played a superhero at one point is now trying to get back to... Like, is it that specific or is it just so. about an older actor 
who is kind of past his glory days and is trying to, you know, push himself to get like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it that specific or is it, it, it is, a There's a lot of dialogue on. talking about, like, the state of blockbusters, you know? There's a couple lines where after the guy gets hit with the light at the beginning of the movie, they're, tr like, trying to figure out what actor to replace him with and they're like, oh, Jeremy Renner, oh, he's in a Marvel thing. Oh, you know, Michael Fassbender, he's doing the X-Men. Like, I think there's stuff like that. And then at the very end of the movie, there's kind of a blatant thing where, like, you know, there's, like, trumpet players on stage and, like, Spider-Man and Bumblebee show up in, like, costumes yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like it's trying to be about how bad blockbusters are. And I, I don't know. It, it is kind of obvious, but I don't know. Charles, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> okay. I guess there's not much. I agree. I, I, I've said, I'll, I'll save a couple things. Okay. Uh, and then let's vote. Uh, I'll go first. Fuck you guys. The Shape of Water. I'm pushing it forward, baby. Uh, I'm, I'm, so we saw um, Elemental recently. We did, yeah. And we thought um, this would be better if it was just a straight-up immigration, child of immigration story and wasn't relying on this g metaphor that only confuses things. Yeah. I think a similar thing is the case with The Shape of Water. Okay. I think if they were just people who had some differences in one way or another, <laughs> I think I could have liked this movie a lot more. Okay. Um, I'm voting for Birdman. Okay. Obviously Birdman. Yeah, I said that. Birdman's moving on. I thought you said you had like a like a take or a rebuttal because you knew what my what I was going to say for Shape of Water. Uh huh. I thought you said you had something to say back to that. No. What? I was, <laughs> I was, I was like getting revved up for something. I was in your mind. <laughs> you knew I was going to bring up the consent. So wait, you think that is you think that it's I about think a it's superhero movie? I think it's about Birdman is about like kind of making fun of black superhero blockbusters. Well, yeah, that's what it is. Or to an extent, I think I think it's about like ego, like in. What did you get from Birdman? Oh, well, I guess no, I said yeah. I thought it was just about an older actor who, yeah, at one point was hot shit, yeah, but now it's like, all right, what have you done it, since? It's so I, a, oh, I'm gonna write a play and do all this and try to get back to. I I didn't. I well, guess I, I didn't get a, specifically superhero shit. I, I well, I think it's. What you said, but applied to that as well. I think it's about someone who is washed up and who's only known for superhero stuff trying to be taken seriously as an artist. Because hmm. he doesn't think that people, he doesn't think that superhero stuff is like valuable art, which I don't think is inherently true. Because see, honestly, I feel like the movie would have been better if they had just taken out the Birdman, you know, oh, I'm moving this without touching it. Yeah. If they take, had taken that out and just actually focused on him doing the play. I the thought that, that was a, yeah. a solid enough movie well, there without to me. The, yeah. like, without I didn't the need the... Without like, the schizophrenia, like, Burn Man's real sort of thing. Yeah, a lot of... A couple We're of schizo movies here. moving and doing this, <laughs> and I'm doing... You know, and it's like, he's not. You yeah. Know, I just would have... Yeah. I, I don't disagree, necessarily. Um, I like... I just like it when Keaton and Norton are hanging out. Yeah. Like, I just think that their, their banter is really fun. I agree. I think they're good together. Norton's awesome in this movie. Norton's, I think Norton's really funny in the movie. Is Norton better than Keaton in this movie? No, Keaton's better. It's really close. I mean, I think I think they're both playing in versions of themselves, and it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to see that. It is. And, it now, is. and now Keaton is just, like, Batman, the, yeah. the, the Birdman actually predicts him going back into superhero. I know. It's, it's so funny. Depressing. <laughs> so now, depressing. Now he's in multiple, he's playing multiple superhero characters. Yeah. And he's in 
the iconic Morbius. Oh, I love Morbius. I think he's Morbius. Yeah, he has like the worst, one of the yeah, worst scenes I've ever seen. Shows up at the very end. The post-credit scene in Morbius is just embarrassing. I don't remember. <laughs> like comes in from another universe and he's like, hmm, I think Spider-Man has something to do with this. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's bad. No, it's really cool. Yeah, you're right. More music good movie. Like, honestly, like that, like I was so bored with the rest of the movie, that post-credit scene lifted me up a little. No, no, no. You just like Michael Keaton. Um, all right, so round three, we have the number eight scene, No Country for Old Men, the Coen Brothers movie, versus uh, Sean Hader's Coda, the movie about uh, the child of deaf adults. Um, let's talk about No Country for Old Men. Uh, Coen Brothers, great directors. No Country for Old Men, uh, maybe their bleakest movie? This is um overtly bleak. Yeah, I would say it's still got some really dark humor, but I mean, I think the tone of this. I thing, think the Coen Brothers are nihilistic in almost every one of their movies, but like, this is the one that's like, there's the least layers of references and goofiness and and like illusions. Yeah. there, so it's Pretty just it's most in your face yeah. about it. So yeah, uh, I think this movie is terrific. I think Javier Bardem, this villain, uh. What Anton Schinger, right? That's his name. One of the best villains, I think, of movies ever. Almost every scene he's in is like it, he's terrifying. Um, and I think this movie's really riveting. I, you know, I, I think it's exciting. I think it's um profound in some cases. Uh, yeah, I just think it's kind of a knockout. Um, from all areas. Uh, yeah. I, the, the weird thing to me is that I keep thinking that uh, there will be blood. One best picture this year instead of No Country. But it didn't. I honestly, I think it's a toss-up. It is. They're both great. Um, I, I, it doesn't matter to me which one wins. I, I think they're both really, really yeah. great. But I think but, No Country rules. I really, really like it. Ronnie, where are you at? No, I agree. Um, first movie I'm gonna say I, I like. Honestly, I think no. As an eighth seed, like this makes sense. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but no, I definitely loved it. Um, I didn't know that it was going against uh, their, what, what is it? Coda? No. Uh, there will be blood when it came yeah, out. Yeah, oh, there yeah, yeah, those know. are the big two. That Well, those two. In, yeah, I didn't know that. Those two are. That, that's a, that's a those really are two heavyweights. Match. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no. I um, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I enjoyed this big time. I don't really have much more to add. You all already yeah. got it. I also think the structure is interesting because spoilers for No Country for Old Men, if you haven't seen it, but like Josh Brolin dies with like 30 minutes left in the movie. I think it's kind of fascinating. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I think that. I, I, I don't think that that's the end of that character, even if that's when he dies. I think like, the chance and fate continues from his actions, but um, it's it, yeah, it's it's a three hander. I think the Tommy Lee Jones character is is more of the the point of view character. Has Tommy Lee Jones always been 70 years old in every single movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Him. Um, Robert Willem Dafoe's always been like 55. Willem Dafoe is yeah. uh, Morgan Freeman. Clint Eastwood. Has, has been 80. Clint yeah. Eastwood has yeah. been 80. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he's always been old, older. Yeah, Jack old Nicholson, face. like, he was at the Lakers game recently, and he looks almost the same as he did when he retired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jack. Um... Okay, so moving on, uh, this is actually really interesting because No Country for Old Men is so bleak and Coda is just like a nice little, you know, um, yeah, uplifting. Coda is just a nice little, yeah. I, it's uplifting. I, You know, I, yeah. I like Coda. I think, you know, it's not necessarily complicated. Um, not at all. Yeah. But it's, it's that doesn't, that does not necessarily a detriment. I think it's just nice. It's so, a nice movie. So, okay. I liked Coda uh-huh. also. Um, I, 
watching it for the first time and preparing for this. Um, why did this win Best Picture to you all? Uh, it was a matchup thing. It was like certain couple of movies were in the front in the lead for a long time, and then just the nice little feel good family drama what came movies? out at Power of the Dog. Power of like, the Dog, West Side Story. Dude. I don't think West Side Story was ever a front runner. Yeah, okay. I think it was. We just like that movie. Power of the Dog was a heavy front runner, yeah. and then people were just bored of it. And they went with the like, the opposite movie. Okay, Kona so kind of snuck in really late in the campaign. And okay, it. in my opinion, this seemed like a light year. That's what that seems. Well, it was twenty twenty one. There was still wasn't yeah. yeah the full slate. But no, that's fair. But yeah, I just yeah. And I think I think they kind of wanted you know I, I sometimes I think the Oscars fall back to a nice little you know family movie that made everyone feel good because that's the thing about Coda. It's like it's not complicated. It's pretty simple. But by the end, you know, I, I think that scene of um the daughter like singing uh, both sides now and like signing to her family, that's going to leave most people in tears by the time it ends, you know? It's very scripted, but, you know, it, it's nice. Yeah. It's different, but have we had, like, how many, you know, kind of like... Not a lot. There was Sound Def- of Metal in 2020, which I think is... That's a more, more bleak movie. Yeah, more bleak, a little more nuanced. But, I mean, like, it's pretty accessible. I think that's also a thing that kind of... But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that that's the difference. Yeah. You know, is yeah. that, yeah. I mean, I get, yes, yeah, obviously a family movie and everything, but adding that, you know, does kind of... Yeah. It is different. That's what I'm saying. I just think Coda's uncomplicated. Like, I, you know, I, I think it's a nice movie. I don't feel all that passionate. Like, I've only seen it in the one time... I don't know if I've ever like had the urge to rewatch it. No, you know, and I don't know. I I, I have not rewatched it. I I think that this is one of the years where I I think a movie snuck up and won over more critically acclaimed movies. But over time, I don't know if the passion has grown for the critical movies like The Power of the Dog. So I don't know if those would have won in retrospect. It yeah. might still be Coda. Yeah, but because I I think like there's a lot of strange backlash to some other movies that year too and like like what no no yeah well licorice pizza got licorice a lot pizza, that's fair. um dunes a part one so it's not gonna it didn't that have a chance win. yeah um drive my car is Three slow hours. and long yeah so it's it's there's not like a clear fan favorite alternative to that movie yeah that's even fair. if there's some that i like more but for sure um yeah, I, I just wonder how Coda's going to look in, you know, 10 years. If we oh, it's not going to look as bad as some of these other ones, so no, I'm, I'm not going to... But I feel like people will look back on that, and kind of like with your reaction, Rodney, and be like, really? That one? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I, it's cute. I mean, get I the job done. When I said that, I mean, I do still feel that way, but, I mean, the whole death aspect, and obviously the girl was the youngest one in the family, like, I mean, that does... That, I mean, that's enough yeah. to me, especially like you said, it's 2021, so it's already kind of a slower year in any, any way. Like, I could see that being the reason why. Yeah, like this year is I'm actually okay the first year I feel like we got a full slate back. Like, this year's like already looking competitive to me. Yeah, there's in some ways. Some good stuff coming out. Um, right, let's talk about voting. Uh, Charles, you go first here. No Country versus Coda. Um, again, I, I, I like Coda, but I, I, I think No Country for All Men's the, the more interesting movie. Yeah, I think this is kind of an easy pick for me. I think No Country. Wait, wait before we go, I'm sorry. Was yeah. Coda the first, like, what, streaming movie to win Best Picture? Yes. It, it was. Yeah, and they it? beat Netflix because yeah, Netflix Apple wanted it. Netflix, yeah. Netflix yeah. wanted it really okay, bad for so a long no, time. That, that, that's another thing that you yeah. got to add to yeah, it. For that, sure. Yeah, for sure. Could All happen right. again this year because Apple's got another big one. But Yeah. Okay, my bad. I just wanted to add that. You're good. Yeah, no, I, that's a good point that you bring up there. So, 
No country, no country. Yeah, it's Sunday is, um, Yeah, no country was my vote too. Uh, but that's no fault of Coda. I yeah, think I think Coda's, Coda's a nice pleasant. Coda solid, and uh, and honestly, none of we bring up the streaming thing. I think that that will when we talk about like how it will be viewed in ten years. That's right. Yeah, I like, think that does like, solidify it. Like no matter I, what. I mean, I I think this is I, Coda's as a decent movie. There's some movies that I think are actively not good in this list. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I'm saying things surrounding it so i'm saying like when you look back at oh you think that make, you think that will make it thought better of no what i'm saying is when you think back to the 2020s that like it'll always has that have that asterisk of first streaming you know first movie to win best best picture by the streamers that's uh-huh. what i'm saying and because we're not you know streaming is only going to get bigger so i'm just saying that yeah that that's a hell of a bullet well, point. Well, we have. thought streaming was going to get bigger, but now it's looking a little bit weaker right There's now. Going on streaming. Like, streaming's not profitable, it looks like. That's a different conversation. Different yeah, conversation. <laughs> Tune in next week for... Neither, the none of us are qualified to Let's have a, biz- a business conversation none of yeah. us are able to have. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, our next bracket. So, no country moves on for round three. Uh, round four, we have uh, our number nine scene, The Artist, versus the number 24 scene, Chicago. Um, so the artist is the black and white picture about uh, kind of the end of the silent era in Hollywood. And Chicago is the musical directed by Rob Marshall about the criminal justice system in Chicago. Like more vaudeville era. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I have not revisited the artist in a while. Um, and I don't think there's just a lot to this. And kind of in a bad way. I think Coda, there's not a lot to it. But you can still watch it and enjoy it. I have no urge to watch the artist. Anymore. I... I would rather watch Code than the Artist, but uh, I think the Artist for, on a first watch is a cute little throwback for a little while, mm-hmm. and then it just becomes almost the same plot as Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Um, but without the energy. That's a very. Um, it looks nice, but I kind of runs out. I think of the Artist is okay. Yeah, I, I don't feel that strongly about it. Um, you know, I, I I don't exactly remember what the other Oscar picks were that. In eleven, uh, there's uh, the Descendants. De- the Descent, the Tree of Life, okay. um, Hugo, Moneyball, Moneyball. So Money I would, I would, Ball. I. There's a few I would have picked over over the artist. That's fair. Um, yeah, I just don't feel all that strongly about it. Um, I think, you know, it, it's a nice movie. I think it kind of runs out of steam. And I think Babylon says everything this movie's trying to say, but better. That's right, Babylon Hive, Rewise, let's go. I mean, I think Babylon has some more interesting decisions than this, That's I'll right. say. But I don't know if I fully agree with you. Babylon <laughs> fucking rocks. You heard it here. Um, Here's the thing. Moneyball rules, and it should have. It definitely right. would. The Tree of Life is also better. So, obviously, <laughs> with it being ranked number nine, like, um, I don't know why it has pretty ranked. good reviews sure. on both. So, do you all agree with the reviews? Well, uh-huh. R- R- Rotten Tomato scores are mostly in the time. I don't think the artist is thought of as... Not People necessarily. People loved port- it back in 2011, but like no one's talking about it now. In the it's moment when either. things come out, I think a lot of critics give extra points to movies that are lighthearted and have like a, a self-aware humor to them. Sure. And over time, not all of those movies age the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's thought of the same way as it was then. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, moving on, uh, Chicago, uh, Rob Marshall musical. Uh, I like this movie. I think it's good. I like the music. Uh, Sunblock Tango's a bop. Uh, both Reach for the Gun, good song. Renee Zellweger, cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like it. I think it's uh, just a nice, simple little musical. I don't have a lot to say, but I, I, I think it's fun. 
Um, I think Chicago is pretty fun. I, I, I think it has a nice energy to it. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones doing a lot of things for me in this. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know, like it's take on the criminal justice system. Obvious. Sure. But I don't know. It, it's a fun time. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about Chicago. This is not. Uh, My vote's for Chicago. Yeah. I vote Chicago as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, doesn't matter. I hate musicals. I'm voting for the artist. <laughs> all right. Attaboy, attaboy. Um, all right, next matchup. I think Chicago's a little bit more inspired. Sure. Even if it, even if that is just giving credit to the original musical more than the movie. Yeah. Which it could be. Maybe. But I don't know. That's fair. Uh, all right, our next matchup. The number four scene, The Hurt Locker, against our number 29 scene, Green Book. Um, Hurt Locker directed by Catherine Bigelow. Green Book directed by one of the Farrelly's. Is it Peter Farrelly? Peter. Oh, boy. The other one just made a movie recently, didn't he? Uh, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Hurt Locker. Uh, Roddy, what did you think of The Hurt Locker? So, I actually had never heard of this movie okay. like, prior to um, this. this. Okay. So, once again, CNN is number four. Is, you know, like, wow. Yeah. Um, I like seeing, obviously, like a young, younger uh, Anthony Mackie, younger uh, Jeremy Renner. Um, um and yeah, I mean, you know, this what came out in 09. 09. So, I mean, I, I get why this, you know, I guess it received so well. Um, obviously, you know, with the wars and all that type of stuff. Uh, and I thought, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, the whole bombing stuff. I've never really thought of, thought of that. You yeah. know what I mean? And what that drops like. So, yeah, no, I think that uh, Jeremy Renner gave a hell of a performance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody, you know, did great. Um, I don't have yet any critiques for this, honestly. Yeah, uh, Charles. What do you think of the Hurt Locker? I really like the Hurt Locker. I think I think Jeremy Runner is is really captivating in this, and I wish that he had a little bit. Wish he would have done a little bit more like this after this movie. I, agree. I think he's so charismatic and fun to watch in this, despite you know his addictive personality. Um, I think it's a really good movie. I love all the bomb diffusing sequences. Yeah. Yes. It's 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 weirdly a great action movie, despite the how. More, I, I without it being like glorifying it for sure. what he's doing. Yeah. Um I I like the Hurt Locker. I fall a little bit short of loving it. Um I don't know. I think Catherine Bigelow's style um kind of gets in the way of me enjoying it. She has a very kind of documentarian approach to it, which I think is cool. You're either Clint Eastwood's bare bones American sniper, yeah, which is almost one, the same you know, movie. Kind of one take <laughs> uh you know, they need a little bit less energy. I you know, I, I I appreciate what it's going for, um, and I think by the end of it, it's very clear what Catherine Mingolo was trying to say about, you know, um, soldiers and sometimes, and like you were saying, the addictive personality, um, how they can kind of come across. And not being able to move on. And- yeah, like, I, 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 some days you can't get rid of a bomb. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think the bombing sequence is pretty good. Um, weird Rafe finds kind of shows up for... You know, a good five minutes in there, which kind of always happens. welcome. Of course, I, I love, love that guy. Times. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't feel all that strongly about it, Ronnie. I have a question for you. So, Avatar was this year. Should Avatar have won Best Picture? Yes, I agree. Easy. Avatar. Won. I told you, I'd never even heard of this movie. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I didn't. I'm happy you said that because I actually didn't put the two and two together. Was Avatar. This, was this Avatar versus Hurt Locker? Was that was that the big one. It was Cameron versus Bigelow, and I'm okay with Cameron's wife winning, ex-wife winning. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually that's that's so. Did funny. you know that, Ronnie? No. The director of Hurt Locker and James was James Cameron's ex-wife. Yeah, didn't know that. And I think it's cool that she beat him, but. 
Cameron, uh, billion dollar Cam. You know, what's billion that? Dollar like James, Cameron, dollar James Cameron made three billion dollars off that movie. He's doing fine. He's doing great. Yeah, that's so. fair. He, um, didn't, he didn't need the extra ad. Awards yeah. don't mean shit. That's right. <laughs> Damn. Billion dollar Cam. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't have that much to add uh, about her locker. Um, so the Green Book. Oh uh, wait. Yes. I'm just tripping on it. This beat Avatar? I know. Here's the thing. Actually, that's okay. No. That doesn't say anything. <laughs> what, what does that I mean? I think that's okay. What does that mean, though? I, th- I, don't, I don't think the story in Avatar is any good. I think uh, visually it's great, and I think it made $3 billion. It's doing okay. It doesn't need to win awards. The awards are to prop up the movie industry. It's not to prop up movies that are already successful. I don't know. That's what I think. Right. If that is, is that true? That's like, what I believe. agree with that. I don't. Client? I don't think you need to just give the highest grossing movie of the year more awards. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think the highest. No, but I'm talking about the statement where you said that awards are to prop up the movie industry, not. I, I think it, you agree with that. Yeah, sure. I'd rather a smaller movie oh. win. Like if everything equal, I'd rather the smaller movie win. To be honest, and not necessarily. You don't have to believe everything's equal here, but that's just my my belief. That's all right. Um, all right, so our the 2019 that it's up against is Green Book. I think kind of one of the laughing stocks of a Best Picture winner. Uh, well, yeah, because it's memory. it's just them repeating themselves. Yeah, it's just Driving Miss Daisy again. It's just, it's just weird again. that they did this again. It's better than Driving Miss Daisy. It's better than Crash. Oh, yeah, it's, def- it's better than Driving like, Miss Daisy. Like, it's watchable. You know, I think Vigo and Mahershala are, are good in the movie. It's just awesome that each time this happens, it's against Spike Lee. Yeah, that's That's just so depressing. <laughs> Uh, the thing that I, I, I did like about this movie was um, actually learning about the Green Book stuff. I yeah, didn't I, I didn't yeah. know about that. That wasn't that was a thing that was talked about I, a lot. Uh, and, so, yeah. obviously, I think that, yeah, that is what makes it different from That's what makes know, it more Crash interesting. or Dragon Mistakes. That there's actually some historical stuff behind it. Um, I agree that, I mean, when it first came out, there was... You know, stories and shit that was going on that I kind of felt like they were trying to fumble the bag a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. But I think that uh, Mahershala Ali, obviously, he killed his role. Um, and yeah, just more so the historical aspect of it, I think, is uh, where the actual value lies more so. Sure. Yeah, when I saw this movie, I actually didn't hate it uh-huh. because I didn't think I was ever going to have to think about it again. <laughs> And then you hear it go on the Oscar campaign, and, and then it starts win- it starts winning awards, and I'm like, oh man, Uh-oh. I don't know about that one. What's but- going on here? Well, and that, I don't know. That year was just also. I feel like we had a lot of interesting takes on sort of the same things that Green Book won. Like, because Green Book, I think, generally is like, oh no, racism's bad. So can't we all get along? And I feel like a lot of other movies that year were also kind of doing the same thing, but in a more interesting way. I, so, and you guys, you guys couldn't. I'd like to hear your thoughts on what I'm about to say, uh-huh. but um. I think it's okay to make a movie for like grandma, white grandmas who are like, you need to move them, move the needle a little bit for them. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean it should win awards for being groundbreaking cinema. I agree. Do you feel this was made for white grandmas? I think so. I think so. I, I, I think it's, I, I don't think. I don't know if there's I, anything it's, necessarily it's, it's, wrong with that, but I feel like that's I, don't I feel like that's the target audience, right? I don't know. I don't see it that way. Okay. I see it as, like I said, it's it's a historical sort of piece that isn't widely known. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's 
it's actually the reverse of driving Miss Daisy because mm-hmm. instead of you know the black guy driving, you know everyone around right, yeah, the white guy. Yeah. Uh, I do think that um, obviously at times it did kind of didn't hit its target mm-hmm. at times, like because you know you still kind of have the whole white savior aspects yeah. of the movie here and there. But um, no, I don't think this was made for white grandmothers at all. I think that if anything, I would say it's more so. Black grandmothers, honestly. Oh, sure. Okay. More so like the Tyler Perry crowd. Like, I'm just being totally honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I would say that more so than white grandmothers. Okay. All right. I, I just think this year, in, in 2018 when this came out, I think like Blind Spotting, Beale Street, Black Klansman, Black Panther in some cases, The Hate You Give, like, we had all these movies that I think were a much more nuanced take on the issues that I think Green Book wants to be about. And I think it's a little annoying that Green Book kind of had the most. I don't know, like, you know, surface level argument right. about that. So, you know, yeah, it, it's it's well documented that Driving Miss Daisy won the year Do the Right Thing came out. Mm-hmm. And that Black Klansman was the first time Spike Lee won an Oscar, but Green Book won Best Picture. And it's things happening again, <laughs> to an extent. History repeats itself. So sad for Spike. I love that guy. It, yeah, I think he stormed out of the room when this happened. Or at least he tried to. Yeah. Shame. Um, all right, let's talk about it. Uh, Hurt Locker versus Green Book. Ronnie, you're first. What do you think? I'm going to go with the Hurt Locker. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Hurt Locker. Cross? Same. All right, moving on. Um, what, what, what was your vote playing? Uh, Green Book. No, uh, I, I think the Hurt Locker. <laughs> I don't feel strongly about either of these that much. Uh, we have the number 13 scene, The Silence of the Lambs, versus the number 20 scene, Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, Charles, start us off. What do you think of Silence of the Lambs? Cool movie. This movie rocks. I agree. I think it should be higher. Yeah, why is it 13? Well, I, it's it's because these numbers don't matter. It, don't true. worry it about it. <laughs> It'll win. Oh, no, it, no, it matters <laughs> because it, it influenced the rankings. It's, there's nothing wrong with talking about What's it against? I number, can't remember. Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. Yeah. The numbers just something something more to talk about. That's all. I, I think so, this is one of the most like just viscerally intense thrillers, like ever. I just think it like it locks you in from moment one, and like I, I don't know. I felt like Is it ever. Yeah, I think so. Like it's just so exciting. Hmm. Yeah, I would have to think of Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor despite the fact that he. I don't even mean, think it, he's he's seven? not even on screen that much. Yeah, but they just ran him in Best. This actor. is also like isn't this the last movie that's won Picture, Director, Actor, Actress, Screenplay? It won the big yeah, guy. but there's there's reasons for that other than quality. But like what? Um, voting body changed. That there's because there's more voters. Like there's going to be more things winning. There's not going to be like someone sweeping. Like a one movie winning. You saying today? There's more. Voters. Yeah, there's not going to be like Compared one movie winning every award like back then. That's fair. I just think it's cool that you know it's just like for a movie that kind of disturbed and like really. Like it's nasty. Probably the closest thing to a horror movie that's won Best Picture. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, and we talked about this a little bit, Blaine, but um, I, I mean, I think it's a perfect movie. I don't yeah. think that. Uh, I, yeah, I have no critiques of it. Like I say, I, I do think that it should be higher than thirteen, but, um, but yeah, that's my opinion. I, I think probably more than any movie here, um, it's had the biggest visual influence on movies after for sure yeah i think like the the jonathan demi like style of close-ups right on people within people's faces is something that a lot of people have talked about using and mm-hmm. have referenced 
like Paul Thomas Anderson did with the master. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really well-made movie. I think it's, yeah, I think it's perfect front to back. I love the science of the lambs. Um, and then we have Slumdog Millionaire, the Danny Boyle, uh, kind of inspirational drama about the, who wants to be a millionaire. Um, I'll go first on this. I, I like this. I think this is pretty solid. Um, you know, I, I, it's a little hokey where it's like the whole like, oh, here's how I learned all this stuff to get to this answer and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know. I think it's an interesting premise. I think the performances are pretty good. You know, I, I, I think this is kind of what we were talking about with kind of Coda. It's like a nice, easy movie despite mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, there's kind of like a lot of poverty and, you know, um, like it ends in kind of a crowd-pleasing way. So uh, I, I can see why it won. I don't well, yeah, okay, that, with the ending, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's pleasant all the way through. There's a lot No, of, yeah, it's kind of... There's like a bathroom scene that's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, stuff like that, but. and the way it's shot, it makes it kind of visually assaulting at mm-hmm. times, which I know some people have a problem with. For sure. With the way it portrays India. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what part of India? Like, what do you mean? What, the slums? People, it just kind of has a really negative outlook, and that goes into, like, the yellow tint that it's filmed with. Oh yeah, a lot of foreign movies have like a yellow, t- or like to whenever kind of, a movie takes make like it look kind of cruddier. Well, because we said what like with South America is kind of like a, yeah, a teal like a yellow kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of yeah. movies like they're meant to take place in Mexico. So the have issue that. was that it was well, that that's part of the bigger complaint. But yeah, oh. what do you think of Slumdog Millionaire? Um, so it was my first time seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. Um, so I'm gonna say, um, I and. Obviously, like with it taking place in India, you kind of see, um, seemingly, I guess, a snapshot into you know Indian culture a little sure. bit. Uh, obviously, they were dealing with just like the slums for the most part, but yeah, like you get get like a chance to see it a little bit more. And I, um, I think yeah, there's value in that. Um, you think you can win? Who wants to be a millionaire? If you were, <laughs> you'd get really lucky. Absolutely, blame. I, I like your confidence. I like your confidence. I don't know how well I do. I think I'd cut and run. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's solid. I, Danny Boyle's kind of an interesting filmmaker. I feel like every movie he makes is different than the last one, so I think that's kind of cool. He's kind of got versatile. Um, um, I think Danny Boyle's good. I, I His, and this is just a personal preference thing, yeah. his kind of style of filmmaking makes me feel really tired. Uh. It, it's just too much. It's just a little... <laughs> I'm just like, oh, gosh, I'm just so sleepy at the end of all these movies. They just won't... I just wish they would slow down for a second. Sure. I don't like his pacing. It's very um, pacing. But uh, I think this is good. I don't think this is his best movie. But I, I, I think Slumdog Millionaire is okay. Yeah, I think it's nice. Um, do we have anything else we have to say before? Do we know like what, what like it went against... Uh, uh, 2000. So this is actually a big thing because it came out in 2008, and besides, and like not a lot of the nominees are the most well known now, or Isn't at least it, most like well. The reader, one of them? like Curious Case of Benjamin Button was one of the nominees. Okay. Okay. Frost Nixon. Oh, Frost. This was the year that is famous for the Dark Knight not getting nominated and oh. the Oscars changing the rules the next year to have more nominees. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because fans got so upset about the Dark Knight not being here. It's not better than Dark Knight. So. <laughs> well, also, um, it's also not better than Wally, which also came out yeah, this year. Yeah, Wally's also really good. Shout out to but, Wally. You said Wally? Yeah, Wally. Oh, yeah. It's like, not better than that. Anyway, Eva, so, yeah. yeah. It was a big year for like genre and animation, and those dis- didn't show up at the Oscars, and they picked kind of normal Oscar movies. Yeah. And people, people got upset about it. 
It's fair. Hugh Jackman did a musical number about it. No, that was pretty good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Hugh Jackman should host the Oscars again. I like that guy. So. All right. Uh, Silence of the Lambs versus Something Like Millionaire. Um, I think we're all in agreement, but I'm going Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, and it's no no knock to Slumdog Millionaire. It's just perfectly you know, fine movie. But when yeah. it get it when it gets a beast, you know. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of a knock actually. Yeah. Um. <laughs> damn. Next up, uh, number five seed, Twelve Years a Slave, uh, the Steve McQueen slave drama against the twenty eight seed, A Beautiful Mind, the Ron Howard biopic with Russell Crowe. Um, Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, I think this is. Is this the hardest to watch movie on this list? Uh, I mean, no, but for, like, different reasons other than, like, harshness. <laughs> yeah. It's a brutal movie. Um, it's the most brutal movie on the list, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I, I think uh, I, I I like this movie. Um, I'm only seeing it the one time, so, I, I, you know, I don't want to rewatch only because it's hard to watch. Um, I think the performances are great. Uh, I really like Steve McQueen as a director. Um, I think all his movies uh, are really good. Um yeah, I think Shootel and Jeeper has never been better. And I kind of feel bad that his career, like, I don't think his career's been that good post this movie. Because did he, did he win Best Actor? No, was, McConaughey did. Uh, yeah, I just felt like he went down. Because, like, he did Doctor Strange. And he, did, he, has, like, he hasn't had the roles he's deserved. Yeah, I feel like he's very, um, I don't know. He seems like a very, like, guy filled with, like, gravitas in his movies. And I feel like he doesn't get to, you know, flex that. I, yeah, I feel like he's doing worse now than he, I feel like, well, because even a few years before this, like in I think 2006, he was an Inside Man and Children of Men in the yeah, same year, and that was year. that was a great year for him. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I, I I think this movie's good. Um, you know, I I don't think it's rewatchable necessarily, but uh, you know, I I enjoy it. Is this the same year Django came up? Uh, mm, or was Django? No, the, uh, Django was the year before. Ah, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, and this this and Gravity were kind of like neck and neck in the Best Picture race. Or, yeah, I'm not really biggest fan of slight puppies so i don't really care too much for this movie mm -hmm. um yeah simple as that Charles, um the fact that it's ranked five is shocking but go ahead i i think that these are movies that people don't want anymore yeah generally i think we move to be specific that i don't want anymore well i <laughs> well i i mean i it's nice to see people portrayed in happier light sometimes i don't know i think a beautiful mind sucks um yeah let's talk about a beautiful mind real let's quick. go into that one <laughs> charles i know you feel very passionate about a beautiful mind um uh a beautiful mind i thought it was solid you know i think crow's good uh you know i think looking at it as a whole it's kind of a little silly um, but you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily feel any ill will toward it personally, but you know, I think Crow's good. Charles I, beautiful I think this is as like just mawkish of a movie that there is on this list. Okay. I think this is a movie that is using mental illness purely as a bait because I don't think it has anything significant to say about it other than maybe we should have sympathy towards people with mental illness. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Wow. What a deep message. The sky is blue. It's 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 just an irritating movie. I I think I think it's one of Roger Deakins' worst looking movies. Okay. I don't like the color grading here. I think it look it, it it sets up both the look of it and the content. Mm -hmm. A decade and a half worth of really generic Weinstein like biopics. 
yeah, that then, always com- competed for Best Picture. So the fact that this won Best Picture, did this ruin biopics? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> for at least some of them for a minute. Look at that interview question. <laughs> the reason why biopics were... I think we're getting away from these type of movies ever since 2017. Yeah. But I I think this movie is just horribly cliche. I you think it's... Biopics? What? You think we're getting away by getting away from biopics? Get this type of oh, the way okay, this movie okay. is presented. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, they're still biopics. Okay, I was about to say Whitney Houston you, just last yeah. year. Yeah, I'm dancing some money. No, okay. biopics aren't inherently bad, but they are bad in this way. Sure. <laughs> I don't want these type of movies to be made. I think. Does um, quite work for you at all in the movie or no? He's fine. I think he might be making one too many decisions. Okay. But I think he's fine. I think Connolly's really good, even though the camera might like her too much. Mm. To That's the point where it's a little creepy. Uh, yeah, and the Weinstein producing credit is a little concerning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I love Jennifer Connelly in, in almost everything. But and I think she is still good in this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It has. It, it's just a really irritating movie to me. I think it, like I said, I don't. I think it relies on a crutch without having anything to say about it. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel as passionate about it as you do, but, you know. Also, there's some really, really classic biopic moments where he's like writing uh, equations on a window for uh-huh. everyone to see. That's done in a lot of movies, like The Social Network. It has like him going into class to teach, just throwing the textbook in the trash right away. Those made me giggle, but that was that. Was, those are all much less of a problem than just the horribly obvious setup for the mental health stuff in this movie. Sure. Um, so that being said, you're pushing it forward, right? You, you beautiful mind. Over. <laughs> I, I almost by default, I'm going to pick 12 years of slave. I like 12 years of slave. I'm pushing it forward. So that's, uh, what we're doing. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Very fair. Um, all right. Our next matchup, the number 12 seed Argo versus the number 21 seed everything everywhere. All at once Argo is the Ben Affleck, uh, biopic about, I mean, the, I suppose the true story of them making a movie to save, uh, you know, the... Yeah, fun concept. Yeah, and then uh, Hostages from Terrace, and then Everything Everywhere All at Once, the Daniels uh, comedy drama about the multiverse and, you know, all the uh, family uh, generational trauma that, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to be going through. A lot of filmmakers seem to be going through at the moment. Um, let's start with Argo. <laughs> uh, I think Argo is pretty solid. I like, uh, you know, Ben Affleck directing this, um, and I think Ben Affleck makes some pretty solid movies. Uh, although I don't know if this is as good as like The Town or um, God Maybe Gone. I think this is solid. I mean, the cast is really good. It's kind of a fun concept. I think it's really intense in um, you know that last third. Like you know, I, I think it's pretty gripping. Um, but I, I don't know if there's like a you know a strong passion that I feel toward it um, in general. But you know, that's my take. Where are you at with Argo? For Argo, I think it's again. I think it's another nice movie for the family. Uh huh. I well, this is kind of intense. <laughs> be a little murder, <laughs> a little murder a lot for of the, murder, a lot for of the family. I don't know. It's entirely a family movie. I don't know. I watched it with my parents. When I, it was we had a had <laughs> a, 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 a nice, nice, inspiring time. I think Affleck makes <laughs> nice movies. Uh huh. At least this one isn't like as much just like giving credit to Nike, uh-huh. but uh. So wait, hang on. Do you, do you think God Made Me Gone is a nice movie? Okay, so I have to admit I haven't seen it. I've seen his other oh, movies. Okay. Actually, I haven't, I haven't seen Live By Night either. I'm just lying. I've bad. seen three You've of his five town. movies. I've seen The Town. The Town's good. The Town's I mean, my favorite of his. I don't know if that's a nice movie. Though. He makes... He, his style is is <laughs> pretty comforting and classic. Okay. Um, 
don't know. I think Argo's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think John Goodman's really good in this. John Goodman is great. But Ronnie, what do you think of Argo? Right, so I think, because uh, this is what, 2012, 21. Um, so what, it came out, what, 2011? This came out in 2012. 2012, my yeah. bad. Uh, so this was something against, like, Django. What else was something against? 2012, yeah. Django, Silver Lines Playbook, Lincoln, Lincoln Life Lincoln, of Pi. Yeah. Silver Lines, yeah. So basically, yeah, especially when they're dealing with war and they're still in war and everything. Like It I also is like a Hollywood movie, was, too. Like, it's very much like, look how good Hollywood This is. was in like a stretch where three of the four movies were all movies about Hollywood that won Best Picture. So yeah. that's something that got exhausting around this period of time. Because The Artist was about Hollywood and then, Bird, about, and yeah, then Birdman true. was about Hollywood. Well, I'm saying that with it being a war movie, uh-huh. I think that it being released at that point obviously helped it a big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. And I think that, um, I mean, I think that it's solid. I mean, obviously it would have been a true story and everything that helps it, but I think that it's kind of just another war movie to mm-hmm. me. So, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Nice. Uh, I, I gotta say, the line, Argo, fuck yourself, great line. Really classic. <laughs> Good shit. Um, anyway, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, obviously, this is the most recent Best Picture winner, so, you know, um, you know, I think this is pretty fresh in the minds of all of us. Uh, I still really like this movie. Um, you know, <laughs> I think, I, 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 obviously, when a movie wins Best Picture, there's a lot of, like, arguments that go against it um, in the campaign trail. I just thought it was so creative watching it in theaters, and I've rewatched it with friends multiple times, and I think the fact that it's able to go as crazy as it is without, you know, losing you, especially with how many, like, wacky shit is going on yes. in that movie. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's hard is in the right place. I think all the performances are really good. The action is really fun uh, yes. and kinetic. That butt plug action scene is, like, some of the funniest thing I saw last year. Um, you know, I think, obviously, it's playing broad in some cases, but I just found the message really profound. Um, and I, 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 I love this movie. I think it's great. I totally agree. Um, honestly, I think that this is this might be like top three in like the bracket that okay. we have of um, of just best movies overall. To me personally, I think that uh, you can see um, kind of like the creative uh, freedom that was in this movie. Um, Cause like you said, you could literally do, they literally did whatever they want. Like at least that's how it felt watching it, and they, it all made sense. It all uh, was just you know captivating, compelling. Um, it's yeah, it's just great. Like I yeah, it, it to me it should be higher than the twenty one seat. Um, but you know, we as America we love war. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, I, I felt that was great. Obviously. Yeah, I really liked it, Charles. Um. I, I'm probably going to be the lowest in this movie of the three of us, but I, I, I think it was a great theater experience, and I was with a crowd that was just eating it up, and it was, it, it's a movie that I, I think has broad sweeping emotions in a, in a great sense, and I think it, I, and I like it a lot, and I would vote for it here. Yeah, I am pushing everything everywhere over Argo. Sorry, actually, Ario. I already wrote it in. I knew it was going to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, getting cocky, are you? It pulls the upset. Yeah, it's a twelve so. seat. Argo, fuck yourself. Everything. No, you uh, look at Letterbox. It's not an upset at all. Yeah, but. I guess so. Um, Whenever I think of uh, Ben Affleck, I always think of that duck. Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Um, everything everywhere is moving forward. All right, uh, our number nine, we have the number two seed, Parasite. Oh, wow. This number is 31, 
Braveheart, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, uh, kind of indie smash hit against Braveheart, uh, the Mel Gibson, William Wallace sort of war. This is also a war movie in yeah. a certain sense. Yeah. Um, it's just not America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Parasite. I love it. I think it's great. I, I don't have much to say. I think this movie rocks. Roddy, where are you at with Parasite? I agree with you again. This is also uh, very high up on my list. Um, two seed, I respect. It's a solid two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of, and we've spoken about this with some of the previous movies of, because um, this was what, South Korea, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just kind of yeah, getting South like a little glimpse into South Korea, mm-hmm. even though, you know, even though it's not like a actual or a, uh, like an actual story or anything. Yeah. But yeah, just kind of getting a glimpse into uh, their culture, um, you know, and how they live and everything uh, was definitely an asset to it. Um, I remember like watching it in a theater and, um, you know, having to read the subtitles, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, this is going to be a long one. But no, it, it, it captured me, you know, the moment they, you know, started planning and actually did it and, you know, all it, that. It, it, I think it's one of the most unpredictable movie experiences yeah. you can have. And I, lo- I like watching this with friends who haven't seen it just to yeah. see them react to, like, this movie changes like it's course every like you yeah. know twenty minutes and it's just so thrilling to yeah. see where it goes. Charles, where are you at? With this Harrison? is a family movie. That is. Um, I I I I also went into it kind of blind and and was just constantly delighted yeah. where the story was yeah. going. Delighted not in like a family sense, but <laughs> family. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I think it's like a simple enough idea of like infiltrating a rich home that it's weird that it hasn't been done like this before. Yeah. But I think it takes an incredibly creative person to have a, like a simple idea and set it up so smoothly to the movie just feels like it's un it's it's flowing so so easily and mm-hmm. unraveling in such a a clear way. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I I think it's great. I also think uh, Bong Joon-ho is composes it, it like just some of the the most interesting shots you can. I I think this is a really great movie. For sure. And in a way, like I don't want to be alarming, but in a way, it's kind of like relatable because like you kind of because you want to infiltrate the rich, right? No, but you just think like, all right, what I have oh, done that, yeah, 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 yeah like that's kind of what I mean as far as like how capturing it is, and that's what I mean by relatable. Yeah, that, like it makes you, it puts you, you put yourself in their shoes to say, well, what I have done that, or yeah. how you know, and, and yeah, so th- this was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect this to go pretty far. I love it. I and mean, I like how it's not such an obvious movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it creates, like, such a moral ambiguity between, like, the classes as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's presented as being completely correct. Yeah, and everyone it was, has a very valid every, Everyone, well, I don't know if no, those people necessarily true. do. But I think the ignorance they're portrayed with is a much more correct way than just the than being completely malicious. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and now we get to Braveheart. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they will take our lives, they will take our land, but they'll never take our freedom. Mm-hmm. As uh, the brave William Wallace once said. Um, yeah, I, I saw this, uh, I think one time when I was younger and I rewatched it recently for this. I think this is solid. Um, you know, I think the historical epic you know, I, I we don't really get those anymore. Um, and it, you know, I, I I think I I do think this movie's a little long. Um, and I think some of the battle sequences are kind of the same after a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when it gets going, I'm pretty into it. I you know I think 
all the action is pretty exciting. I think that, um, you know, uh, regardless of your thoughts on Mel Gibson as a human being, I think he's pretty solid in the movie. And it's obvious that I think he cares um, about the story. Yeah. I don't think the story is historically accurate at all. Um, I don't I don't know if Mel's known for that. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think as a movie, it's pretty solid. It, you know, it's, it's dad cinema. Um, and I, I respect I, it. I don't... I guess to an extent, yeah. Yeah, I, I respect it. Um, I don't know if it's as dad cinema as some of the other epics on this list, mm-hmm. but... Judging at least for my dad. But... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, what are your thoughts on Braveheart, Charles? Um, so this is one that I didn't have the strongest memory of. Yeah. And I made Blaine watch a couple scenes with me to kind of jog my memory That's a little right. bit. That's right. Um... It's a movie that's a little funnier than I remember. Mm-hmm. I think it has really fun setups for the action scenes. <laughs> and the action scenes are mostly okay, but they do run together in my head a little bit. Once once you get past, like, the showing them, like, like flashing them, or uh, what was the other one? Uh, and then, well, there's the moment, like, my favorite moment in the movie is when, uh, like, the British hire, like, the Irish um, mm-hmm. squad yeah, they, to go off with them, and then they're all just like, <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's what we did we did to meet for this you podcast. Say, who was it again? The Irish? Yeah, the you Irish. The goddamn Irish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I, uh, that was cute. I thought that was good, and I and I do think the action was like pretty uncompromising. Like, I, yeah, it's it, brutal. It's, like, shockingly violent at times. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, God, I forgot we were in this movie when, the when like, people get, like, hit with a spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even get hit by an arrow. Roddy, what are your thoughts? All right, so this is my first time actually watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it as well. I, I like, so, all right. I like these type of war movies, like yeah. the old school. We go, you know, I'm gonna get a thousand guys. You get a thousand guys. We're gonna meet up in, you know, a field. You don't, you don't like modern warfare. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's it's a lot of it. Well, all of them are kind of the same. But uh, also, I do like like this. Kind of made me feel like uh, the Last Kingdom, like sure. on Netflix. Like yeah. I love that show. Um, so, it's more removed from reality. You, it's it's more fantastical in a way or feeling. No, no? Okay. I think that no, I think that um, at least how like these movies are portrayed is more like kind of you know honor, you know that's right. kind of like a big kind of thing, honor, integrity, you know, men, you know, right. old school values, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so like um, so yeah, I, I love like those types. My only knock would actually be, oh, hopefully I'm not offending nobody, but I felt like. Mel Gibson was too old to play oh, the main the character. character. That's I fair. felt like the, the the main character. Why do you think that was offensive? I'm talking about to the listeners. I'm not oh, to okay. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't age, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many Braveheart yeah. fans we had here. I'm but just, no, honestly, like I felt like the, the at least that role. I forgot the name, his name in it, but William like Wallace. I felt like it was a, a younger, a younger person. Yeah. And then I looked it up. He was like what forty? Yeah, around that late thirties, forty. Mm-hmm. Like when he made this. So I just kind of felt like, like I felt like the movie looks great. It, you know, he did a great job directing mm-hmm. it, but I just think that he should have given that role to someone, someone else. else. And I don't know who to cast for it though. That's my only thing because this was what year was this? Well, I think uh, I think Mel had to put himself in this movie to get him made to an extent. It got got him a lot more funding because he was a big star but then. Then he should have aged the character then because he was. <laughs> How like, old was he supposed to be? Well, it showed him as a kid, and then it showed him when he was courting his wife, who goes on to yeah, die. Yeah, and, and, and he clearly made he his, looked forty-ish. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, like no, he looked great overall, but I'm just saying that he was clearly forty, and his character yeah. seemed to be kind of like early twenties. Yeah. My mom thought he looked great you too. You know, so that's kind of what I mean. <laughs> is just that, like, I think that 
uh, if he had to play the role, you know, mm-hmm. then he should have aged the character a little bit. To me. Sure. Have, yeah. have some kids. Right. And already a lot of the movie was historically inaccurate anyways. You might as well. Well, see, I'm not even worried about that. Like, well, yeah, well, that's, that's entertaining on I, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm not worried about it, but I'm just yeah. agreeing with you to an extent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's. I, I, I think it's a solid war movie. War movie? Is it a war movie? See, I, or is it a drama? I kind of want to call it like a period piece it's in like, a way. It's kind of like a short and sandwich. It's a historical epic like, yeah. the, 50, like the 50s and 60s. Yeah, his, historical. Yeah. That's what it is. A historical it, uh, it, war movie. It falls in the same class as, you know, Ben-Hur and Lawrence right, Arabia. Right, yeah. As do a couple other ones coming up here. That's right. Um... Okay. By the way, the second half of the bracket I like way more than the first. So yeah. now this, yeah, this second half is about to get more. Of the big movies are over here. Yeah, yeah. but it's not good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, that was part of the bracket. You know, yeah. there, there's, by design. It there's a couple design. really tough matchups yeah. coming up. So let's get this out of the way. Stay uh, tuned. That's right. <laughs> After this ad break. Oh, no. Uh, all right, we have Parasite versus Braveheart. Um, Rodney Mercer, what do you pick here? So I'm going with Parasite, but once again, Braveheart, I enjoyed. Uh, it's just a matter of where you fell, you know, uh, in the seating, in the bracket. So, um, but no, so I'm going with Parasite, but I, I, I did like Braveheart. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Parasite too. So. Um, I, so I like Braveheart to an extent, but I do think some of Mel Gibson's indulgences distract me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily saying anything terribly new, <laughs> but I, I would have a Parasite here. Yeah. Uh, moving on. All right. So moving on, our next round. Uh, we have our number fifteen scene, Shakespeare in Love, against the number eighteen scene, The Departed. Uh, Shakespeare in Love is the sort of is it a real biopic? It's kind of a fake biopic. No, it's not a real biopic. (laughs) I thought this was real. Um, you know, sort of a fake drama about uh, William Shakespeare's inspiration for Romeo and Juliet. Um, and then uh, The Departed, Martin Scorsese's kind of crime epic drama of sorts with Matt Damon, DiCaprio, and Jack Nicholson. Um, oh yeah, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, Charles, what did you think of Shakespeare in Love? Um, I think it gets a little too bad of a rap. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I, I had a nice enough time watching it. It's a movie that escapes me immediately after. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think, I think Gwyneth Paltrow is really great. I think Joseph Fiennes is a bit of a weak link. And, and boy, Judy Dench won an Oscar for the least ever done. Yeah, she's in it for, what, eight minutes? <laughs> Tough feet. Um, yeah, I, I kind of found myself liking this. Um, you know, I, 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 this lost against Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Well, this gets a bad rep because it's like the Harvey Weinstein campaign. Okay, so he really wanted it, this It's one. the one he wanted the most. Okay. Um, well, and because it, it doesn't have a ton of weight to it. Right. It's a fluff movie, but... That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. No. It just doesn't necessarily mean it needs to win the biggest award of the year. You know, I like movies about artistic process, and I think to some extent that's what this is um, yeah. about. I think the cast is pretty charming. I think by the end it works. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's all right. It, it, it gets the job done um, for the most part. I, I don't know if I have a ton to say. I thought it was cute. I, I liked it more than I thought I would because every time I've heard about it, it's just in the... It's just been shit talk. Yeah. But, but I think it's fine. Um, and then we have The Departed. Uh, Martin Scorsese's um, crime drama. Uh, Snatch cast. And this is the movie where Scorsese finally won his director. Um, Oscar. Which everyone... Quite, like. And the thing is, I feel like this movie gets buried because everyone's like, oh, it's not that good. I'm like, no, no, no. This is still really good. I, I think this movie's awesome. I really like it. It's a lot of fun. I think it's so exciting. 
Team Munchung uh, guys being huge. I think it's a. I I think it's one of his funniest movies. It is. Wahlberg steals. Well, well, I think Baldwin kind of steals it. Baldwin I think Baldwin's steals. hilarious in this. Yeah. Wow. See, I, I I actually felt Jack Nicholson like. Yeah, he's he's, he's also he funny. Yeah. He killed it. I don't yeah. think anyone necessarily steals it. I think that's a bit of an overstatement. I think it's a really fun movie. Yeah, I I I, I think it's great. Um. You know, I, I just think that's like such an exciting concept. You know, like the undercover cop and the criminal, and then the undercover criminal and the cop, and them trying to like figure each other out. Yeah. I just think that's so fun. You have to so think yeah. a little bit because it's not their concept, but yeah, it was my uh, yeah first time like seeing this and prepping for this, and um, no, like I, I think yeah as it went on, I, I started like liking it more and more and more. Um, the ending was great. I yeah, didn't really it's see so the exciting. Coming. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that um, yeah, it's just a bunch of stars, man. I think Jack Nicholson, he killed it. I was most impressed by him, like throughout, um, out of everyone. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I think it's great. Is this the best Mark Wahlberg performance of all time? No, but it's, I think it's, he very, it's very close. Uh, I think Ted. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He had to act against nothing. Yeah. So wait, ah, uh, see. It's hard for me to make like that type of claim. I had to. See I just think what he's so funny. I'm not a big Wahlberg guy, so You're maybe that's why. Transformers: The Last Night. Yeah, I'm thinking Last Night. Defender. Yeah, I would have um, to see what else he has been in. That's fair. I just think he's so funny in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I you know I love Scorsese. He's one of my favorites, and I think Departed. Um, Original take from you. Thank you. Um, but you know, I I just think it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You have anything to add about Horn Trust? Uh. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I think this is pretty clear. I think we're all pushing the departed, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not. Whatever, Shakespeare. All right. Sorry to Shakespeare in love. It's a good movie. Uh, next up. Wait, were you going for Shakespeare? No, I'm just acting. Oh, okay. For the sake of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, our next matchup, and maybe the hardest decision we're going to make here. For you uh, guys. Yeah. Whatever. Shut up. Um, Lord of the Rings, can, Return of the King. Can, can I jump in here? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. This is the biggest crime of uh, this bracket uh-huh. because there's no way that Lord of the Rings... By the way, Kraut, Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. How is it number nine? <laughs> I think it's number seven. It's number seven for one thing. Wait, not on my bracket. Double check Oh, that. you're right. I'm wrong. Either way, how is it number seven? Yeah. Anything other than one is crazy. Yeah. Anything. It's Return of the King. Return of the Very King. objectivist of you, Ronnie. <laughs> hey. I think we know where you're headed. Uh, so Return of the King, you know, the third Lord of the Rings. Uh, and you're, in my opinion, Ronnie, the best Lord of the Rings of the three. Um, yes. Listen, Lord of the Rings are some of the best movies of all time. We love war. We love Middle Earth war. <laughs> Between orcs and humans and elves and all that good stuff. Um, I don't know. Why, why, why is Return of the King your favorite of the three? Um, so obviously it's just it's it's the conclusion it's the end yeah um, you it's know very uh, yeah we you know sat through uh, a, a remarkable hell of a story uh, with part one and part two and part three like I said it's the conclusion and they nail it uh, we get like an hour hour and a half of like I said just pure war pure all out war um, and it keeps you on the edge of your seat like the entire time uh, this was um, when we got to see the dead 
come through. Yeah, the yeah, Pet Army. Yeah. All of that, man, was, you know, really like the first time we had seen like any of that. Who, who, someone else did that. Um, was it, it wasn't Pirates. Pirates. Uh, Are you thinking of Casper pirates? the Friendly Ghost? <laughs> no, no, damn. I, it'll come back to me. But basically, yeah, this was just, um, you know, I, at this time, like, I don't think we had had like anything. Just, yeah, like for it to be, you know, a fantasy movie, sort of, I, or would you, fantasy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantasy, fantasy so. movie. It's like the fantasy um, movie, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I always battle between like sci-fi sometimes. But anyway, yeah, fantasy and, um, you know, just, yeah, like all out, big budget, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's great. I can't carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you. Yeah. I love Samwise. He's my mm-hmm. favorite. Charles, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I, I I like the multiple endings. Some people criticize it for having too many endings. Oh but no, I yeah, think, I think it's fine. I think they each have a little something to add to it. I think you spend enough time with them, and by the time it's over, you you, you don't want to leave. So I'm okay with all the multiple endings. You know, yeah. there should be more. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. There's just so many great moments. I I, I think it's immaculate. I love it. It's great. It's like like the perfect trilogy. Like it's, I don't know it's, if anything's matching. That's what I'm saying. It's the it's just perfect. Scale. Yeah, I'll, I'll that scale. Like it's right. perfect. Like, see what so. Spider Verse does. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I think it's amazing. Uh, and then we have Titanic, the James Cameron romantic drama. Um, I love Titanic. I you know I just I I, I it's grown on me every rewatch. I've seen it multiple times. Uh, I think the romance really works. I think the second half is very very thrilling. I, you know, I, I, I'm just a James Cameron boy uh, in, in my heart, and I just think it rocks. I, I think this is like old-school melodrama done in, like, the most fun way. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know. It's obvious at every turn, but I think it knows it is. Yeah. And I think it's just trying to—it's it, doing it for that. Yeah. I, 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 that visceral appeal. And I think that the action in the last hour of the movie is some of the best up to that point in time. It is so exciting in that second half. Like, the good boat shit. <laughs> Yeah. You like folks. <laughs> Ronnie, touch hand. Um, I hate that it's going against Lord uh you know, Return of the King. Or yeah, Lord of the Rings three. Um it, it's a great movie. I'm not really the biggest romance fan mm-hmm. uh in terms of movies. Uh but obviously this works. Um it's I mean, this is also kind of a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's not really much to knock on it. Um yeah, I just hate that it's going against Lord of the Rings, honestly. I hate this matchup. It's so cruel. It's ludicrous. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Uh, I I love Titanic. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. I got to push Lord of the Rings for it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. It, it, it yeah. It's, it's no question, you know, uh, I don't give out five-star ratings, like, a lot. Uh, Lord of the Rings, five stars. Um, it. Perfect movie. Both are perfect movies, but yeah, just Lord of the Rings is, is I think, a harder movie. It's a make. shame that Titanic's going out in the first round. It's better than a lot of these movies. But, um, and 12 Years a Slave gets to move on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the world is an unfair place. Well, part of it's matchup. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, I was not going to let a beautiful mind move on. No, but either way, though, either way, though, and this more so goes towards, uh, I guess, criticism towards. Um, uh, Charles for making no, no 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 it's it towards <laughs> no it's towards um Rotten Tomatoes and, and then uh, yeah, the yeah because you have I mean it's an average score so Twelve Years of Slave is a five yeah you know what I mean which means both places have it ranked higher than Lord of the Rings Titanic again oh, ranked higher than Titanic from yes or no votes 
from the time they came out. No, I know, but so I'm just saying that... it's not completely that... accurate to what critics even think now. But, yeah. Either way, I'm just saying that, yeah, it's, you know, it's fucked up. It's really <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. My heart will go on there. for Titanic until the end of days. But, um, yeah. She just keeps thinking. I know. Lord of Rings. <laughs> never on. get to the final destination. No. Never. <laughs> I'll never let go. Um, but I have to let go to Titanic. Sorry, Titanic fans. Lord of the Rings is moving forward. Next matchup. Uh, number 10 seed, Nomadland, against the number 23 seed, American Beauty. Nomadland is the Chloe Zhao uh, drama. American Beauty is the Sam Mendes kind of um, Americana drama with Kevin Spacey. Um, all right, so Nomadland. Uh, yeah, I like this movie. I think it's a very beautiful movie. Um, I think it's really well shot. I just think it's a vibe. I, I, you know, there, not a lot happens in the movie. Um, but I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of, okay. uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said exactly what I was thinking with. Not a lot happens in the movie. Right. So why is it so high? Why did everyone love this? Um, well, 2020 was it not came a came out during year. 2020. Yeah. For, movies. for one thing. Okay. And I think people responded to this. What else did it go against? One Night in Miami, Soul. Okay, so those are two movies that are definitely better. Promising Young Woman, Promising Young Woman Sound, of Metal, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7, Mank. 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 Okay, mm. three that are definitely better. So I'm saying, why Why did the people... Because I, And I'm not only talking about like the Academy shit, but I remember when this came out. I, it, well, it, I think people... It was received well. So I, I think there's a clear effort throughout the years of voting for something that is perceived to be important. And I think we're in the pandemic talking about... The recession from 10 years before and it felt really vital and i think also there's a sense of community in the movie that i think people were like looking after in the sense of like yeah it, it was somewhat optimistic i think so but you know um, again it's nomad, not... no wait nomad land one in 2020 right yeah. yeah so this was before we all knew we were in like a pandemic. It won no. technically in 2021. It won for 2020. This was in 2020. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. This okay. came out during the lockdown. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like this. I You know, I haven't had a strong urge to return to it, but I've seen it twice. I, I think it's a beautiful What movie. do you think should have won this year? This year? I liked One Night in Miami. I, I like um, some other movies. I like Sound of Metal a lot. I liked One Night in Miami. was really good. Mm-hmm. Do we all agree that this shouldn't have won? Though? I, don't, I would not have voted for this. But that's not the question. No, I'm at, no, it yeah. is the question. I'm asking. I'm asking the question. Well, I'm saying that's not what we're voting on. But yes, I, I would not have voted for it for this year. I no. think it's fine. I like it. I'm okay that it won. But I'm not like I'm not here to parade it's like one of the best movies of all time. But I'm not saying that. Yeah, we're just talking about the movie, and I'm just asking. I'm getting, I'm getting Yeah, I know. I know. I don't get that. It's what I'm asking really is, I'll sit down there. <laughs> what I'm asking is, we're talking about Nomadland yeah. is ranked tenth because right. it both be both websites felt that it was high yeah. right well it's so i'm just asking why because like you said not a lot happened in this movie I so i'm just the movie a- needs to have something to happen not a lot happens in a plot sense yeah what i'm saying is <laughs> i'm going based off what you said yeah i agree uh-huh. i'm just asking why that's all i don't know but i don't have the answer what was like well, what I do seen- people relate to in this. That's what I'm community. saying. Community. I think people wanted a sense of community during okay. lockdown where we're all alone. It's a movie that's very kind of pro okay. humanity in a way. Right. Okay. No, that and that's valid. Yeah. But that's why I asked, what do you think should have won? I don't I don't want to spoil too many of my takes on this movie yet. Yeah. 
We'll 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 get more to it later. But I don't know. I like. So did you like Nomadland running? Or uh, it's fine. Okay. It's forgettable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I don't see, especially when you tell me like the other movies that won. I mean that were in this category. I don't see this as a meaningful movie. I don't see this as. Um, I, I get what you're saying as far as like relatability in that moment, but I don't feel like this. This is forget this. To me, like, could have been a straight-to-DVD movie. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing about this is really special. Gotcha. I, I mean, other than we're talking about van life, which is, yeah, something that the average person doesn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. You I also know think this I mean? is a bit of poverty porn to an extent. Um, I agree. I I th- I feel really similar to, lead to you at this, but I, I want to save it for the next round. If that's okay. all right with you. No, that's fine. I just, yeah. I'm just asking. I like this movie. Let's move on. Because uh, 10 is high. Yeah. 10 is very 10 high. 10 is very high. You know, so that's why I'm asking, why do people relate so much to this? Okay, so next we have 23, our 23 seed, American Beauty. Uh, the best age movie on this list? This is a big old yikes for me. This is a fucking... <laughs> woo! You know? This movie could not have aged worse. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey... It just, it just becomes, lying. like, it's so easy to conflict the real person to this story. Yeah. In a really gross way. Yeah. Um, I, this is a, this movie is very bothersome to me. So what, what did this go against? Uh, uh, the Sixth Sense. Fight Club? Fight Club was not nominated, but that came out that year. 1999 was a big year. Like 1999 was huge. Like the Matrix, Matrix came out yeah. that year. Was the Matrix nominated for no, no. Best Picture? Should have been. So Matrix yeah, I'm saying like, for Best Picture, what did, like what did this beat what did out? Seen it? So I'm gonna be honest with you. No, I'm asking what 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 movies did it beat out? Because I honestly don't remember. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't really. I don't. This was another one. I don't get this. It's oh, because yeah, no, all no. the Academy members are old perverts. Well, I think even at the time this movie was a bit misguided. Yeah, but like this, this looks. Yeah, this. I, I just. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like people just the like. Taste I don't this. know. Maybe people were just amazed at that shot of the bag blowing in the wind. Yeah, people were like, oh. or the woman <laughs> in the flower petals. They're like this movie's doing nothing. But it has some pretty sh- shot compositions. Yeah, and I think there's I nothing think, special about I, this. I think it wants to be a critique of American suburbia, but I don't like. It's just so weird and creepy. I can see that. I can see what, that. I, I think that's what it's trying to yeah, do. Yeah, I can see that. Um, where it's like Kevin Spacey, I think, is obviously supposed to be this sort of, like, oh my god, he's so miserable. Like, he's such a lost oh, cause. I can see that, but do we need to deal with the pedophilia? Yeah, exactly. It's it, it, At some point, it's like, I think you've lost. And, you could tell that story without... Well, and it's just hard to separate the art from the artist when this art is so kind of... I don't know, close to what Kevin Spacey has done in a way. And again, that was far after the fact that that came out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not for the people who were victims because right. it had happened before. Yeah. So. Okay, but yeah, what I'm saying is just that, like, could this story, could the same story have been told without that? That's mm-hmm. what I'm, just in I, general. I think yeah. you can get across. Taking away yeah, the Kevin absolutely. Spacey. I think yeah. you can get across the same ideas. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, the, that's, yeah, kind of, I don't know how I always kind of just look at. All right. That stuff. You ready? Yeah. yeah. So what was going the other for? nominees for the Cider House Rules, I have Green Mile. Oh, good movie. Uh, the Insider, the Michael Mann movie. Okay, good movie. And The Sixth Sense. Ooh. It's cool. So Sixth Sense I, it would not win now even with those nominees. Yeah. But those. Matrix should have been nominated. I was going to say, none of those movies are really moving the needle for me. I mean, no. The Green Mile was cool. But you don't yeah. like The Insider or The Sixth Sense? M. Night, my boy. Um... Yeah, anyway, this movie is disgusting. And it, 
Nasty, nasty. I'm going to vote for Nomadland. I'm going to vote for Nomadland as well. Which is nothing. I wrote it in before we even started talking, to be honest. Uh, all right, our next matchup. Uh, number three, Schindler's List against number 30, Gladiator. Schindler's List, the, the Steven Spielberg Holocaust drama. And Gladiator, the Swords and Sandals historical epic. <laughs> um, Schindler's List. This movie's great. Um, I think this is a good matchup. This is going to be tough. They're... Yeah. I think they're both classics. Yeah. In, in, they in, are, in their I own think, respective way. Yeah. They're very different. Uh, but it, while also sharing, like, they're both historical epics as well. Yeah. yeah. All right, Charles, um, talk about Schindler's List. Uh, Spielberg's most sensitive movie. I think it just has a lot of really smart, subtle decisions that he would not have made earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, just on it. I think he makes, like, I think there's something great in every scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I gosh, I, I could go with, like, detail for detail, but I'm worried that I would ramble and sound <laughs> stupid. So, this podcast is already long enough. It's a podcast. That's what podcasts are for. <laughs> Ramble on. I think this is one of Spielberg's best movies. Um, you know, I think it is a enormously tricky subject to tackle, and I think it's very easy to do this uh, in a wrong way or, you know, cast people in a wrong light. Um, but it's weird that it's ultimately hopeful by the end of it, you know, for a movie that's about such a horrible thing. Um, it's hopeful enough. It's not like... No, it's not like inspirational or anything. But I mean, the the climax of the movie is him saying he didn't do enough. So yeah. that's kind of devastating. But I don't know. I think there's a tremendous um, talent. I saw this in theaters actually. Really? Um, yeah. Creep Core, um, 2018. So okay. I think it was the 25 year anniversary or something nice. like that. Um, and. <laughs> I really didn't know too much about about the movie. <laughs> so you're in, you're like, oh no, Holocaust. Oh my god oh, damn, boy. Mr. President. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um but no, it was like yeah, it was I, I do remember it being long. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it was solid, yeah, overall. Um yeah, I don't really have too much to add other than what you all have already said. Yeah. Charles, is this Liam Neeson's best performance? No. Probably what? What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Take I have a set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you a Qui-Gon guy? I have a set of skills. Okay. I will find you. And I will get you. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. that's fair. Uh, One, two, and three. Come on now. That's right. Gladiator. No, we don't talk about two or three. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, Gladiator. Um, Ridley Scott's... Sorry, just I just burped me. into the mic. You're fine. Uh, this movie rules. The I, listeners hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gladiator a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I rewatched it on a train uh, recently, and I, I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of fun. I, I think this is another like historically inaccurate movie, apparently. But who cares when it fucking rips? All right. Um, Accuracy so, doesn't matter that much. Yeah, it Russell Crowe. It doesn't. It's great. I think it's. I don't know. I think Gladiator fights until are, it does. <laughs> I think Gladiator fights are. It does when I care. Yeah. Cinematically entertaining. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a really good sword and sandal movie. Uh, Joaquin is like really nasty. Joaquin is really good. Yeah, he is. He um, is. I don't know. I, I, I just find myself getting involved in it every single time I see yeah. it. So I, I, I think it's good. I like it. Where are you thoughts about it? Excellent. This is too low. Uh, what is that? 30? Jesus. Yeah, it's yeah. better than 30. Um, but you know, um, yeah. Hell of a movie, uh, exciting, gets you all, you know, riled up yeah. and, you know, get ready for war. Make sure to fight a tiger, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Yeah. 
What do you think of Gladiator? Charlie? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I watched it earlier this year, and it, yeah, it, it's a just a, a good crowd pleaser. Yeah. My dad loves this. <laughs> Russell Crowe, he kills his role, like you all said, Joaquin uh, kills his role. Um yeah, everyone. Everyone's great. Joaquin's got some great like face quivers in this movie. Yeah, what's such a little bitch? What's the guy? The, he's the the uh, black ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. really he's good. Great. He's great. He's going to be in Gladiator Two. Yes, mm-hmm. they're coming with Gladiator Two. Yeah, they're filming it right now. Why? Denzel's going to be in it. Your boy. What? Yeah. Denzel's in it. Get out of town. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who's the gladiator? Uh, Paul we do, well, we don't know that yet. We know Paul Meskel's playing the nephew. Yeah, the son of uh, 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 the Connie Nelson is going to be the main character. What the hell? Denzel's a supporting role. Denzel Washington is in Gladiator. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited. It should be good. Are you jazzed now? We didn't made it. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be called Gladiator 2? I think so. That's I, a well, horrible we don't, we don't, name. That would be a little rough of a title. You've got to change that name. Son of the Gladiator. Yeah. Like, Son of the Coliseum. We should call it Gladiator again. Gladiators. Or like you said, Coliseum. Coliseum. Or something like that. <laughs> That's cool. But, you know, I, I, I think Gladiator's awesome. I, I, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to voting here. Uh, Charles, you first. What do you think? Um, I really like Gladiator. Mm-hmm. I think some of the action is bad, poorly filmed and edited. <laughs> I think it is really shaky cam and, and quick cutty uh-huh. at times. And I think it's a little uh, disorienting. Uh-huh. Shit. Um, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that being said. Um, and I think this works as a visceral crowd-pleasing movie, but I don't think it hits... The emotional heights that Schindler's List does. I would vote for Schindler's List. Gotcha. Ronnie? I'm going uh, Gladiator. I'm going for the upset. Nice, nice. Um, I do like Gladiator a lot. Uh, and I like Schindler's List a lot. So this is, I, I, it's a good matchup because I think they're both um, like classics in a certain sense. Um, I think I will push Schindler's List forward uh, just because I think it's one of Spielberg's better movies. And I think... I think it, it's got something more to say than Gladiator, which, you know, it, it might be an easy shot um, just because, you know, it's about the Holocaust and obviously. Yeah, you know, I just want to add, the only reason why I, I didn't vote for Schindler's List is just because um, replay, uh, replay value, uh-huh. I'm not going back and watching that. That's fair. You know, that's my yeah. only reason. I, that, I, I think Gladiator. I'd much rather put on Gladiator again, but I, I, I think Schindler's List. Well, like. I think Schindler's List is rewatchable because I think a lot of the the filmmaking decisions are really riveting. Mm-hmm. Um, Gladiator's like easier just to throw on, yeah, but yeah, because it's not like taking you to the depths of human depravity. Yeah, for sure. But, um, all right, and then we have uh, our next match. Um, the the Clint Fest. Yeah, that's right. Clint v. Clint, Dawn of Justice, Dawn of Clint. Um, our 14 seed Unforgiven against the 19 seed Million Dollar Baby. Both Clint Eastwood starring, most Clint Eastwood directing. Um, Unforgiven. <laughs> uh, I think this movie is really good. Um, obviously, I think it is in conversation with Clint's Western movies um, that he has been in, you know, with like the three. Is it the $3 trilogy? Is that what it's called? Well, he's made a ton of Westerns, even more than those. Right. The... I, I think it is sort of adopting like the man with no name. Um, mythos in some sense to an extent okay. but like he plays a similar character in a lot of his westerns That's like he, is, he does like a similar thing in like Josie Wales and Pale Rider mm-hmm. um, keep going yeah I, I, I just think this is a really um, you know very solemn movie um, and I, I'm just I, I think 
I think Quinn is really good in this movie. I think, and he's like Hackman, Gene, the Gene Hackman villain performance, I think is one of the best villain performances out there. I think he's terrifying. Um, yeah, but I think the Gene Hackman performance is really good. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think this is one of the best Western movies, if not the best, I think it's arguable. Um, yeah, I, just, I found it very valuable. I like it a lot. Um, this is known as like the close of, the Western genre as it was. Yeah. Um, and kind of like the final statement on it. And it's like Clint, you know, pointing the camera back at himself and interrogating his career mm-hmm. to an extent. And I, I, I feel like this was an incredibly personal movie for him. And I think it's obvious in the care that he takes in it more so than some other movies he makes. I think I, I really like this movie. Yeah. It's good. Ryan, I'm dreaming. So, uh, yeah, first time seeing this uh, once I'm preparing for this. And um, I'm I'm not the biggest Clint Eastwood fan. Yeah. Uh, just in general, uh, I think that um, his acting is um, uh, funny mm-hmm. at best. I feel like I you could to me you could just like tell that he's acting. Uh, and we we spoke about this a little bit, but I, I laughed at how. It seems like, especially in his older, in his later years, he's gonna find a way to put himself in like a sex scene of some sort. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, him talking to the girl like, with the cut up face and everything, and she was like, "Oh, well, you don't want to be with me or whatever." And he goes, "Oh no, I would. I just my wife, and that's what's keeping me from sleeping with you. But if I did, it would be with you." It's like, oh my gosh, you're 60. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Quinn still got it. You know, that's what he wants you to say. Mm-hmm. Is that, oh, he still oh, got it. Rascal. He still got it. The American yeah. dream. Well, yeah. at that time, he was still getting it, to be honest. That's true. Like, whether you like it or not. But I don't know what he's getting and what he's not getting. I'm, I'm not sure he's not anymore. I don't that. think he can move too much. I don't know. Have you guys seen The Mule? I have not seen The Mule. Yeah. Uh, how old is Al Pacino? Yeah, <laughs> Peter's having a kid right now. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna say I don't know what he's doing versus what he's not doing. All I'm saying is he wants you to feel like oh he still he got still it. Got it. That's right. um, but no, Unforgiven was you know it was like you said it's a western. It's it's all right. Jeez, uh, <laughs> okay. nothing special. I'm not. I'll never go back and rewatch it. Nothing um, special. It's a little harsh. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's mm-hmm. cringe to me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so have you watched many westerns? No. Okay. I think we're past that time. So, yeah. The way in the West. I like it. I think it's really good. Um, all right. And then it's going up against... Wait, I enjoyed it, but I'm just saying sure. it's not yeah. very memorable. I'll never rewatch it. That's sure. all I'm saying. Shout out Morgan Freeman, though. He's great. <laughs> it was like, we're just going to arrange all the old guys. Right. You know? <laughs> One last two rounds. The old Avenger. That's what he likes to do. He likes to get the old guys together. He did it for Unforgiven. He did it for Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys is like if this one annoyed you, you should watch Space Cowboys. We all watch Space Cowboys. I'll pass. That one is. Oh yeah, we did that last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That one's kind of funny. That we need funny. to see him join the Expendables. Yeah, that's what we need to see. He can't move anymore. That's fine. He can be the guy in the chair. That man needed a stunt double to get on a horse. Yeah. For his last right. movie. Um. All right, so it's going to be the mule. What was his yeah, last like movie? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's no, I saw the mule and I was over it. it. We all did. No we more old man threesomes. <laughs> Damn, what a sad one. It's going up against Million Dollar Baby, uh, the sports drama. Um, here's the thing. This movie is really good. 
But it, damn, it's such a bummer by the end of it. Um, I think all the performances are great. Hilly Sh Swank is excellent. Morgan Freeman's also really good. It's just such a bummer. That's my only thing. It's like, I, I don't want to watch this again. It makes me feel bad. I don't know. That's my take. <laughs> what do you think of Millie? Very deep take, Blaine. Thank you. Thank you. That. You know, I, I have so much to say. What about you, Charles? Um, uh, it's, it's, it's known as the euthanasia movie. Uh-huh. Um, I think it won Best Picture because it came out so late into the year and people were so shocked by it that carried it over. I don't think people have too much time to think too hard about it. Mm. Um, I think it's all right. Okay. Yep. Ronnie? Dollar maybe? It's been a long time since I've seen this, but I, I do remember like when it came out, uh, Mother, she like enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it like when I finally got around to it. Uh, but like I said, I'm not really. It's sad. Yeah, but... It's it's like, what if Rocky, but we make it really depressing. Nothing really special to me. Got I'm not it. moved by it. Sure. <laughs> it's fair. Um, all right, voting time. Uh, I'm going to push Unforgiven ahead of it. Charles? I vote for Unforgiven. It doesn't matter, Ronnie. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, all right, next matchup. Um, number 16, Spotlight against number 27, Forrest Gump. Um, Spotlight is the movie about the journalists who uncovered the cat, like the scandal at the Catholic Church. Michael Keaton's in it. Uh, who directed it? Tom McKay? Tom so, McCarthy. Tom McCarthy, thank you. Uh, and then Forrest Gump, the Robert Zemeckis, uh, I guess that's also a historical epic, uh, with Tom Hanks as, uh, the lovely Forrest Gump. Um, Spotlight. Uh, Ronnie, you start us off. What do you think Spotlight? So, I love that this is, um, a six seat. I think that this is fitting. Um, this is a hell of a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've always loved this movie. I, I, I normally rewatch it every two, two, two to three years normally. Um, but yeah, everyone put on a hell of a performance. Uh, obviously, you know, Michael Keaton, everybody. This was, yeah, great. Um, no knocks. Yeah. Nothing, nothing special to add. This was great. Mm -hmm. Great story. I, I think this is a, a beautifully written movie. I think yeah. it like, it gives information out little by little in, in that way that I think is really effective as it kind of builds frustration about yeah. the subject. Yeah, it brings you along. Uh-huh. Um, Leah Schreiber, just one of my favorite performances in this movie. Just an all-time <laughs> mumbling good performance. Yeah. I think he's so good. Um, I, I love this movie. Yeah. I For some reason, I didn't like it the first time I saw it, but I think I also watched it at like 4 in the morning. Don't ask. Um, mm. But... Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I, I rewatched it um, recently, and it, it's a lot better than I remember it being. I think all the performances are terrific. Uh, Keaton's great. Ruffalo's really good. I really like Richard McAdams a lot in the movie as well. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I always like a good journalism movie. I think the, kind of the pursuit of the story is always, you know, fascinating. And just the fact that, like, I mean, not trying to get, like, too, too in-depth with it, but, like, we still get these reports today. Yeah. You know, like, I think, what, one within the last two, three weeks? Yeah, like, we got out. one. It yeah. is disturbingly so, accurate. So. Yeah, so that's the thing is that, like, and I'm only bringing this up because we brought up, you know, kind of the real-life mm -hmm. shit with some of the other movies. But yeah. the fact of that, um, yeah, it was very well-researched. It just seemed like, seemed to be extremely accurate uh, shit that we're still living through today, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, hell of a movie. Absolutely. I think that the post and she said are movie are versions of this movie that 
do not have the patience that this movie has. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I think they are relying more on the periodic bursts of anger or and self-righteousness that I think this movie's strength is that it holds back on that until the very end. Mm -hmm. It kind of builds to that is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, and then it's going up against Forrest Gump. Uh, Ronnie, what do you think of Forrest Gump? I, I hate that Forrest Gump is going up against this. I uh -huh. also hate that Forrest Gump is a 27 seed just because I feel like for this movie, for Forrest Gump, I, I love Forrest Gump for mm -hmm. one, but just like culturally, it broke like the culture barrier, mm -hmm. you know, to where it's, it's, how do I put it? Like some of like the lines, like its lines are bigger than the movie. Yeah. You know, like so, lines like a box of Yeah, that's bigger than the movie ever will be. Yeah. Uh, For good reason. I know they used to have what, uh, the bubblegum shrimp yeah, like, bubble gum, restaurant. Yeah. I don't know if they're still open, but it's like that stuff that like, you know, I they, they didn't know that was going to happen when they were making it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it, it, it's a legendary movie. It's a classic. You know what I mean? It's, um, I don't know. Like, and then Tom Hanks, you know, we, we've already, Tom Hanks, one of the most con consistent men in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, actors in Hollywood. So, um, I hate that it's going against Spotlight. I'm not saying I'm going to vote for Spotlight. I don't know just yet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I hate this matchup just because they're both extremely extraordinary movies in their own right. Yeah, so I hadn't seen this movie. Um, I saw this movie like in chunks, and I never watched really? it. Really? Yeah. Well, like I don't know for some reason in school, the first time I saw it, they only played like the Vietnam War stuff, which is like halfway through the movie. Yeah. And then I went back to finish it later, and then I watched the beginning at a later point. But then, yeah. uh, over lockdown, I decided to sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah. I think it's pretty effective. Um, you know, I think the Hanks performance is kind of a miracle that it works. Um. You know, I, I put it put it in that role in any other actor, and I feel like it. You know, it might be a lot more shaky. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty charming. Uh, you know, I I I feel like it's very kind of you know, um, patriotic in a sense, where it's like you know, watch this guy go through all these moments in American history. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but mm -hmm. like, so obviously, like, I think this movie does like that the best, where you have one character, one fictional character who kind of goes through different you know, American history moments or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think of, like, The Butler is another movie that sure, does yeah. that. Um, what are some other ones that you think do Gosh, that? I'm not really... If, yeah, sure. that's what I said. Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, but, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Because I think it worked for The Butler as well. Mm -hmm. It was just a different take, It's certainly obviously. an interesting thing. And I think, you know, there's a lot of avenues there to kind of explore where we are at in our history and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, some of the product placement, you can take issue with it. I think it's kind of charming where it's like, oh, he helped invent, like, he helped, you know, invest, he invested stock in Apple at an early thing and ends up yeah. rich. That's cute. I don't know. I, I, I like it. I think it's adorable. Some of the Jenny stuff kind of gets on my nerves. I don't know if she's entirely, like, <laughs> the best. Um, but Jen, maybe eh? that's the point. I don't know. Charles, where are you at before it's done? Well, it's funny you say you watch this movie in chunks because this movie at times made me blow chunks. Am I right? Oh. oh okay. <laughs> um, Ouch. So I, I, I don't want to get too hung up on the values of this movie because I think that you can have different values than me and still get a message across okay. And I do think I don't dislike this movie, actually. I like a lot of it. <laughs> um, I think this movie is comes down to be a movie about the the value of following authority figures in a time where America was trying its best not to during the war in Vietnam and the civil rights movement mm -hmm. and trusting authority and doing what people tell you to do. 
Sure. Wait, wait, wait. What the hell? <laughs> you gotta, well, there is a sense of like Forrest Gump. You got to break told, that down. Forrest Gump is being told like what to do the whole movie. He doesn't have a ton of agency. Forrest Gump did not have agency in this movie. Yeah. That's and, so and you a lot took of that, that as being the, the message I'll, of the movie? That's what you took out the, of it? Because the opposite of that is the Jenny character, who is seen to be the epitome of progressive values at that time. She is uh, doing more drugs. Yeah. She's more of a hippie character. She's protesting. Do throughout. we consider drugs progressive? Is that what we're... At the time, like... In the 70s and stuff like that, yeah. Like smoking weed was considered like something that was... Progressive, progressive's not the right word. I would say. Okay, because I was about to say we just got legal here. So what do we? What do we? <laughs> mean? That's not anti-authoritarian. Let me say that, an, an, okay. like against authority. But uh, uh, she she is a sex worker at times, and she is involved in protests throughout the movie. Uh, and then she gets AIDS and dies, and it doesn't is never faithful towards Forrest, and then just leaves and is seen as like not the moral character that Forrest is. So it's like propaganda. I think like it's a propaganda piece. Well, I, there's other movies that have, that are getting across some liberal values. And I think this isn't a propaganda piece, but I think it is getting some across some old school traditional values. I'll say. So what about the, I'm not saying it's like, I don't know if this movie is actively conservative because I don't know Zemeckis is. So what about the Butler? Do you think like the Butler's doing the same thing? I've seen the Butler. Okay. I, I think a lot of this movie is emotionally effective. Like I did, I do well up sometimes and I think there was some really memorable stuff in here, but, um, there's a reason that people don't respond to this. Some people don't. Okay. That's fair. Um, okay. Spotlight versus Forrest Gump. Um, Charles, what do you think? I'd fix Bobbitt. Ready? <sighs> no, you go first. I think I'm going to go Spotlight. But right. I, I think I have these the same as you, Ronnie. Like, I, I think both of them are equally very solid. Okay. Um, and I I just think, I don't know, I think Spotlight is a more urgent movie. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I appreciate that. I still like Horace Cobb, but I think, um, you know, I, I, I think it is very moving at points. I just like the urgency of Spotlight. I think I'm pushing Spotlight forward in that regard. Right. Last round of our 32. Yeah, this is, this is going to be... We fun. put Spotlight? Yeah, Spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Final round. Number 11 seed, King's Speech, against the number 22 seed, The English Patient. Uh, King's Speech is the Colin Firth, Tom Hooper... Ooh, Your guy, Tom Hooper. My guy, Tom Hooper. Fucking legend. He just gets better every time. Yeah, it really... <laughs> immaculate tracker. Cats, amazing. Love cats. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all cats fans Right the pandemic. Woo! <laughs> uh, and then the English patient, um, you know, sort of a, a historical epic, once again. Um, three hours. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so The King's Speech, uh, Tom Hooper's best movie, almost by default. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I genuinely, like, Cats does work if you're blasted. Absolutely. If you are high <laughs> or drunk as hell, you will enjoy Cats. I think King's Speech is charming I was enough. neither. <laughs> <laughs> I think King's Speech is charming enough. I think the performances are pretty good. Um, you know, I think the story is interesting. The problem is, this is one of those that it lost in the social network, which is just an infinitely better movie, in my opinion. And I'm kind of, this is the one that I'm pissed about. I it, feel like social network should Let be. me tell you, infinitely is a big number plane. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm right. All right, I stand by it. Uh, no, I think this is charming. Um, Colin Firth is very good. 
you know, I, 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 I it's kind of harmless. Um, but again, as far as the best picture winner, I think the social network should have won, and that bothers me. So, um, but that being said, I still think it's pretty good. So that's my King's speech thought. Roddy, King's speech. I agree with you that. Um... Social networks at one, <laughs> but no, I mean the King's Speech was cool. It was, um, you know, I think it it felt like a slow burn mm-hmm. in a way. But um, I feel like maybe twenty twenty five minutes in, once he meets the the teacher, the therapist, you know, yeah, that's when it really good. picks yeah. up and, and becomes delightful. Yeah, you know. So um, so yeah, I mean it was it was alright. Yeah, forgettable. Um, I think. You know, it's an inspirational period drama that we get a lot of. Um, I think some of the, like, I like some of the close-ups, the frames, because mm-hmm. it has, like, people, like, off-center towards yeah. like, on the wrong side of the frame, like, <laughs> with a white wall. I just think that's kind of cool looking. Yeah. Um, I've seen this once. I I, I, th- I think it's a nice movie. I feel like I've said that a lot, but it's yeah, okay. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's no, it's no cats, that's for sure. Uh, and then we have... It going up against the English patient. Um, I, uh, Charles, you you had you you know bringing our own experience in this. You had to watch this in chunks. Um, well, it, two chunks. Two Once chunks. I. Once you got the last it, two hours were a lot better than the first hour, in my opinion. The problem I, is it's three hours. But I think I think that's partially on purpose. I think this movie unfolds. In it, it does not set anything up, and it's yeah. it's rel- Once you actually know what's happening. I was able to get more yeah, excited about yeah. it. Um, it took me a minute to get into it. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a problem. It's a it's a movie that's structured kind of oddly. Um, it's it's a circular movie. Yeah, but I I, I just don't see the, the interest. Like I don't know why they structure. I, obviously, it's like oh, who's this guy? You know, I, he's injured. But I don't know. I I, I, find I think it's compelling. It, I, but I, I, I don't know. I appreciate the ambition of it. I think it could have given you a little bit more intrigue off the top. Yeah. Um, that being said, The King's Speech, which is a hopeful movie about a monarch, yeah, <laughs> I think is worse than a more nihilistic movie about a guy who makes maps. Okay. Yeah, you like maps. I like The English Patient more than The King's Speech. Okay, interesting. Um, Mostly because Julia Pinoche. I, I got big, big Julia Pinoche fan. Yeah. But, uh, I appreciated some of the ideas brought forth in this movie, even if I don't know if they're the most complex. or And there could be things I'm missing, because I've only seen this movie once. Um, I like the stuff about how like it, it doesn't believe nations should be considered important mm-hmm. and is moving on, and how people will... T- Use you when they can and throw you away and act like you're a foreigner when they when they when they it's inconvenient for them. Yeah, and I and I appreciate a lot of that. Uh, I I thought it was a thoughtful movie. I think mm-hmm. it is a bit nihilistic, mm-hmm. which sometimes I'm for, sometimes I'm not. But um, Ray Fiennes really hunky. What a cutie! Yeah. Uh, I love that. It, guy. It's hard because you know the first thing I ever saw Ray Fiennes in was Harry Potter, and he was noseless. Yeah, but seeing him in the '90s, he was just like a, a decent looking guy. Yeah, he's like kind of a hottie. You're like, man. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think the English patient's fine. I'm more if I'm making this choice. So you're pushing English patient. I, I think watching English patient again, I could like it more because I'll know what it's about. Okay, that's fair. Because I did not have any idea what this movie was going for for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um I, yeah I don't know I I. I, I couldn't get into it. I think it's too slow. Um, I appreciate what it is by the time we get to what it's about. 
But I think I'd just rather turn on the King's Speech because it's shorter. This did famously beat Fargo That's at tough. the Oscars. That's tough. Which I, I, I do think about Fargo more. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the King's Speech is that, like, like the first movie that is really kind of speaking about speech, like a speech impediment. Oh, yeah. Have we ever had that? I don't know. I don't have much to say about that. That'll be the next bracket. Speech impediment movies. Um, <laughs> wow. God, yeah, the King's Let movie. me tell you, everyone's going to be it. Everyone's going to be here for it. I will not be here for that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I'm pushing King's Speech forward, in my opinion. I'm with it. All right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Wait, what, what if I wasn't listening? King's Speech. King's Speech is moving forward. It's fine. I'm not the most passionate about this one, but Good. it's okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Anyway. <laughs> All right. We are now finally in uh, the sweet 16, as it were, of our bracket. Um, we are feeling good. We are feeling strong. And uh, let's just hop right into it. So our next matchup is the number one scene, Moonlight, against the number 17 scene, Birdman. Uh, Ronnie, let me shoot this to you. All right, yeah. So I'm I'm not a, a big Moonlight fan. So I'm I'm going with Birdman. I'm going with the upset. Okay, interesting. Um, okay. And so what 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 went wrong with your Moonlight rewatch? Because I know you kind of liked it the first time, and then it went lower on the second watch. What? Well, what okay. I think that um, I think that that story that's the right story to tell. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't like how. So when I said it was blatant, I mean like I felt like every line was i'm gay i'm gay i'm gay i'm gay mm-hmm. i'm gay and i don't i don't think that that was the i felt like for being that they got it right in terms of miami mm-hmm. and the feel and like those neighborhoods and that environment i felt like you could have told the story of a black man who happens to be gay as opposed to you know we're just going to tell a story about you know he's gay and yeah that's it so you like you like the the environment you like the environment the story is his sexuality yeah as opposed to the environment so you wish there was more aspects to the story explored i guess i think that the focus should have been the environment more so as opposed to his sexuality in every line that's what i'm saying every line was i from from start to finish I, think I, I see where you're coming from. I, I think I had a different experience with it. I I still see the environment on it, but I, I just could be looking at it a different Look, way than you. The environment is there. Yeah. It's there, but I'm just saying that it's... You wanted more of that as opposed to the... Yeah, I think that that's a story that is... I think that that's a story that hasn't been told. Mm-hmm. Of Like I said, you got... We in Florida, Miami, Florida. Yeah. Poor, and... He, you know, we see, all right, this is what I'm trying to say. You see how in the beginning, he's poor, his mother's hooked on drugs. He comes under uh, Mahershala Ali's tutelage, mm-hmm. you know, and then he eventually grows to be him. Yeah. And yeah. his his own version of it, right? And I think that that is the story more so. That's mm-hmm. the story that, I mean, for black people, relates to all black people down there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it should be, yeah, he just so happens to be gay, which I think in the third part, they did. Mm-hmm. I think in the third act or whatever, when yeah. he's finally grown, I do think that's the story. Mm-hmm. But getting there, I just, yeah, it wasn't that. It was, you know, as 
the kids. It's like, yeah. For sure. That's my take. I hear what you're going with. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like both of you guys were not hot on Chippin' Water or Birdman. Um, and I, I, well, not as far as you know from what I've said in this podcast, I'm not that down on Birdman. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you're in for some third act twist here that I don't know. Moonlight, I think, is one of my favorite movies in the past couple of years. Um, I, I, I just find it tremendously moving. I think it's shot beautifully. Barry Jenkins is a really, really good director. Um, his visuals have, have, like, just this... I don't know. There's something stunning about it that's always kind of... It, it feels like it's, like, lasered into my brain at this point. Um, I don't know. I think it's a very intimate movie. I uh, find it very moving. Um, yeah, I just love it. I, I, I'm... This is kind of a side point. I'm so annoyed that uh, the older um, Sharon, uh, Trevante Rhodes, like, he hasn't done anything since the Moonlight movie. What was he in? He did Predator. He's been, like, in the side. And didn't he... Isn't he the Mike Tyson... Is that him? He was, yeah. I just wish he was in so much more. I was like, thinking he's really, of who really good. He was, he was. And he, um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know why I was thinking that he was in uh, the Chris Chris Pratt. Uh, oh, Tomorrow War? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I kept putting him in that. But no. He's not in he's that. Not in that. So, yeah, no, he's I good. I think he's brilliant. I don't know. I, 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 I love this movie. I, I do really like Birdman, but I, I mean, against Moonlight, I think it's impossible to argue. I, I, I think Moonlight is superior. Um, I think, I think Moonlight's largely a movie about subversion of stereotypes about this community. Um, I think about how kind of a character the drug dealer is, and I, I think Mahershala Ali is remarkable in this movie. I think I think it's one of the best performances in recent memory. And the fact that he's I, in it for so little, and he gives that big of an impression. Yeah, but each each section, His I think, has a different. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He, yeah, each section has a different subversion. I, I, um, I, I read an interview with Barry Jenkins where he talked about how, for for like a year, he would only watch movies from, or non English movies, so he would have his own style mm-hmm. and not like feel like he's ripping off. Uh, a more popular American director, which that can sound a little pretentious, <laughs> a little full of yourself, but I think he, I think it worked. I think like he talks about his love for like Wong Kar Wai and watching like, and how much he loves in the mood for love. And I think this feels like taking Wong Kar Wai's style and giving it a lot more heaviness mm-hmm. to the movement uh, and the color palette. And I think it's, I, I think it's a really stylistically new movie. Uh, I talking about Moonlight, right? Moonlight, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I think Moonlight's a great movie. Yeah, I, it looked great. Mm-hmm. It looked great. Like especially him in the water, mm-hmm. all that looked great. Um, I just think that, like I said, especially with okay, his mother obviously wasn't okay with it, right? But she was also the drug addict. She became like kind of like the villain mm-hmm. in the movie until the end. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. I mean, it was still a fractured relationship, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahershala Ali, he didn't care. You know what I mean? So that's why I was, I was saying that, yeah, I think that the envir- the actual environment that he was living in, that he came up in, was far more um, like the point to me mm-hmm. than yep. like his sexuality more so. And I think that the sexuality aspect of it is what, like, to me, push the movie and that's not when i watch that movie that's not really what i see i see I, the environment 
I this tell me if this is something you liked about the movie too. I I still in the end of the day think it's regardless if it's a if it's a gay character or not, but it's largely just someone who's trying desperately to find connection with another person in an environment where he doesn't feel he's allowed to. See, all right, the last part I don't know if I agree with. Okay, because the mother is who gave some kickback, but she kicked him out. Mm-hmm. Everyone else accepted. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, it's not like Empire. Except for like some bullies. Except for some bullies at school, but that's like, that's any school at that time. But at the kid, but that wasn't, they didn't call him gay, did they? I did. I thought they bullied him because his, his, you know, his pants, how he looked. I thought it was because it was like. I think it was more of just uh, not carrying himself with enough confidence it was how he looked it was how yeah. he dressed it was right. how he looked because he was poor yeah. yeah i don't remember it being over I, I, okay yeah yeah because he wasn't with anyone mm-hmm. you know so okay because remember they were even joking about how oh you need to uh you know you need to tell me what what's janelle, janelle monet like yeah that was the joke you know was that oh you know you still ride on the coattails of mahershal ali right that's why they were bullying him yeah so that's kind of, I guess, yeah, that's more so of my thing is that the story, the bigger story to me was that like it was the environment that he came out of mm-hmm. and okay. the fact that it was a broken home, broken environment, no real uh, safeguards for mm-hmm. real. Yeah. The drug dealer was the safeguard. Yeah. You know, yeah. and even he died, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Janelle Monáe is also great in this. She's right. always great. She needs to be in more movies. Uh, she is. That's another conversation. Um, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think it's pretty chalk here. I'm pushing Moonlight over Birdman. Well, hold on. I haven't talked about Birdman. Okay, okay. lay down your Birdman. Too. I haven't gotten to Birdman. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, so, sorry. So here's my thing. Don't rush me. I <laughs> three episodes. I, I get. <laughs> I get what Inurito is do- doing, trying to. I, the one take gimmick with a theater movie to try to make yeah. you feel like you're seeing a play. Um, I just think that could have been accomplished with just having a lot of really long takes mm-hmm. because in a play characters do go off screen um, and there's intermissions and there's different scenes. Yeah. But in this movie, it fakes cuts. It's like, Hey, look at this wall for a second. Oh, Hey, Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> To, to, where there's obviously a cut and I just think that it draws so much attention to himself mm-hmm. to to himself to itself sorry um I think editing is really important yeah to the art of filmmaking <laughs> and I think trying to make it seem like it's not there makes it more noticeable m- makes it such a uh, a noticeable decision yeah. that it distracted me almost the entire way. I think it's better here than in 1917 because I don't think in 1917 there's much of a point to it. No. Um, I and I think a lot of what can be accomplished here is just long takes without the CGI cuts. Yeah, that's fair. And I- then um, I think the Emma Stone character is a bit overwrought. Yeah, and a bit of a caricature. Again, I think Keaton and Norton are great together. Anytime they're in the same room together, the movie sings. But uh, and one more take on the movie, then I'll let Ronnie talk. You're good. Um, I uh, I appreciate cynicism about uh, powers in in society. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Alejandro Iñárritu is consistently really cynical about problems in the world, 
but only problems that affect him, who is a very rich artist. Yeah, it's very much, woe is me! And it's kind of annoying yeah, to me. That's fair. It's gotten worse in other movies, though, but it, it, it is... Well, I I still haven't seen Bardo, but you have. Yes, and it is definitely President Bardo. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really argue with the, um, you know, the full of itself that the movie is. I don't know. I just find that angle interesting. And maybe, you know, the like, oh, what was me? I'm a tortured artist. Like, how do I act in a world that, you know... Yeah, it, like, it's obviously actor problems, but I, I find that sort of stuff interesting. I don't know, but I have an interest in, like, theater and stuff like that, so, you know. It, I, It'd yeah. be a little bit different if Inuritu didn't do something like this every time. Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know. Ronnie, anything more to add about Birdman? Birdman, Birdman? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah, you all are picking Moonlight, so this is the end of Birdman. I think so. Uh, let's just give it one more little call. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Birdman, Birdman. Birdman, Birdman. <laughs> Shout, Shout out to Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, so uh, Moonlight's moving on. Moonlight's moving on. Yeah. Uh, our next matchup. We have the number 18, No Country for Old Men, against the number 24 seed, Chicago. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if there's a lot to say here. I think I'm for sure. No Country for Old Men's better. Yeah, No yeah. Country for Old Men's yeah. better. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had it coming, but Chicago's gone. Uh, all right, our next matchup. We have the Hurt Locker, uh, number four seed, against the number 13 seed, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, this is tricky. Charles, start us off. How are you feeling about this? I think Catherine Bigelow is really a really great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't have any major problems with this movie, other than the fact that it's a story that I think I have seen aspects of in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Silence of the Lambs was more of a visionary movie when it came out, and I, I, I would I would say it's a, it's one that sticks in my head long after the fact more than Hurt Locker. Yeah, um, I I I feel like my opinion's pretty obvious. I I I like the Hurt Locker, but I fall short of loving it. I think Silence of the Lambs is just like just a master class in every aspect. I think it's gripping, it's exciting, it's disturbing. Uh, the performances across the board are great. That editing trick where they make you think that, um, you know, the police are going to bust down Buffalo Bill's house, and yet it turns out they're in the wrong place. That's just awesome. I think it's thrilling. So, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, that same thing was just done in, in Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they just <laughs> stole that from... Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I, 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 I just, yeah, I, I think Demi's style is just incredible. Um, I, I love it, and, and the performances are all uh, so good and so memorable. Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, no, I, I actually thought this was going to be a little bit more back and forth on this one, but mm-hmm. no, I think we're all in the, in the grants that uh, the Silence of the Lambs is the uh, superior movie. Um, the Hurt Locker, I. I we gotta ask the people why 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 was this rank so high? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I know I said that the first time around. I'm gonna say it again. It being a four. Seed. Keep in mind we were still in Iraq at that time. So no, I, right. That, maybe, that's maybe what that I, point, I yeah. felt. That's yeah. And I think I mentioned that the first the first round that I think that that definitely is what pushed it. You know, as far as it went. But um, like I said, I had never heard of this movie before mm-hmm. seeing this. So yeah. Silence of the Lamb. 
Yeah. I, I think we're all agree is moving forward. Silence is moving forward, in my opinion. So two pushes it. I'm worried we're going to have some, like too many obvious ones here, actually, that we're all in agreement on. So. Maybe. What we said? This, all, listen, this is where it's going to pick up. This, this could all end in friendship. Or it can all end in devastation. It's going to end in Blaine getting a wedgie. Oh, no. Um, our next matchup. We have uh, the number five seed, 12 Years a Slave, against the number 21 seed, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I think 12 Years a Slave is a really good movie, but it also makes me feel bad. Everything Everywhere makes me feel good. And it also has a raccoon <laughs> voiced by uh, Randy Newman. I think that's kind of neat. So... I don't know. What do I pick? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Ronnie, what do you think? <laughs> uh, this is easy. Um, everything, everywhere. Um, stop making slave movie. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. I, I have some everything, everywhere takes still to say, but it'll wait. It, I think ever take everything, everywhere. Everything, everywhere is moving forward. All right. Our next matchup. Uh, we have Parasite against The Departed. Um... I don't know how to feel. I love both of these movies. Uh, they're both really good. Yeah, they're both very exciting. They're both, you know, crime dramas in some sense. Um, I think Parasite is more about something, you know? I, I don't really know what The Departed is saying by the end of it. Um, aside from, you know... Don't be a rat. Yeah, don't rat out your friends. Snitches get stitches. Um <laughs> I like that. I don't know if that's actually the message of the movie, but I like saying that snitches get stitches. Yeah. Ronnie, do you have an idea of what the message of The Departed could nah, be? I, I just took it as it was a hell of a th- thriller. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. It's it a lot of fun. Who, you know, it's, it's a good mystery. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think I, I, I think it's one of those movies that the ending is just also like just, I think the ending kind of nails it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's a perfect conclusion. Actually, I have a question. Yeah. Was Mark Wahlberg, like, was he compromised? Was that? No, I think I think I think at the end of the movie, Wahlberg got fired mostly for being correct. Yeah. No, no, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, he was correct. But there's that moment where DiCaprio gives uh, the therapist. He's like, "Hey, right? If something happens to me, open it." I think that's a number to Wahlberg. Okay. So he met up with Wahlberg at the beginning. They never say what's in it. Yeah, yeah. But I just know at the end when you see Wahlberg there and he shoots him, I'm like, "Oh wait, so like was Jack Nicholson's?" You know, oh no! Was I think, it I think that Wahlberg, deep to where he had like multiple informants? Because when the second informant, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, you know, I, I who agree. knew? No, you I know what I mean? No I don't think knew. that. I think Wahlberg was like, I just had to get rid of this guy. I think no, and, and, all right, that's what I want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just double checking with you all mm-hmm. to make sure that I interpreted that correctly. Because he deserved it. No, he did. He did. He <laughs> did. I, I, I also, you know, I feel like um, I'm gonna. Sit, I might have to say goodbye. To the party, but I I I think this is one of my favorite Damon performances. I really like Matt Damon when he's like slimy. We don't get enough slimy Matt Damon. Oh, I, I'm a big Damon guy. He makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> Does he make you feel comfortable in this movie? No. Yeah. What has he been in recently? Damon. Uh, he's just an heir. Heir. Yeah. Um, uh, Ford v Ferrari was kind of recently. Yeah. Stillwater. Ugh. Ugh. I didn't see Stillwater. You know, yeah, so I, I think I saw Ferrari. Ver- Stillwater no, is. Didn't. You didn't see that. I don't think I saw that. Oh, damn, it's really good. Stillwater is half of an okay movie. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I feel like in the two thousands you saw him every year. Yeah, and yeah. Then like, well, yeah. he was one of the few biggest stars in the yeah. in the first decade of the two thousands. I just really, I don't think we get enough slimy Matt Damon. I think it's kind of fun to watch. I love the back. Martian Damon. Yeah, the Martian Damon's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then DiCaprio's great in this movie. DiCaprio's always good. Um, but yeah. So what are we going with? Because well, I haven't said anything. Yeah, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You, you well, know, have I? 
No, I don't. Did I say anything about? You can have a couple things about departing. But... I didn't say anything about parasite. Yeah, I think parasite's equally fun, but makes me think more. I think parasite <laughs> is also well. And here's the here's kind of the fun thing about these. Both of these are kind of roller coasters. You know what I mean? Like they have things you don't expect. There's like fun twists and turns. I just value the experience of parasite so much. I, 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 I think, think parasite leaves much more room to debate with your friends afterwards. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything. And I still hold that parasite. I think is more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying you never wanted to rat your friends out to criminals? Never. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm no, I'm no, I'm no snitch blame. Oh, no. Um. Um, I blame your safe. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, also, how many times does Scorsese put Gimme Shelter in a movie? He plays that song so many times. Doesn't yeah, he, play he, puts the same, he puts the same song in every movie. Yeah. That kind of rocks, though, actually. Well, he's confident. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> he's got a favorite song. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing Parasite forward. I agree. Gosh, too much agreement here. Yeah, we need some debate. Actually, you're wrong. Let's bring Force Gump back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next matchup. Uh, Lord of the Rings versus Nomadland. I don't Lord, think... It's Lord, it's, Lord, <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings. This isn't even a, a topic of discussion for me. Yeah. You know, Lord of the Rings. So I I I I just yeah, want to say I, your well, just a couple complaints. Sure, because yeah. I think the movie's fine. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I don't think shooting at sunset automatically makes makes your movie well shot. <laughs> I don't think it's like the most beautiful movie ever just because they shot at sunset all the time. Uh huh. That's one take. Okay. <laughs> 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 And another thing, I think the movie sets up more interesting ideas about why the characters are in vans, but ends up kind of not talking about yeah, them really and just them. ends up being about a woman struggling with her grief, which is something we see in so many movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that interesting of a movie. So I think it's. I think this is a neutered Terrence Malick movie. That's fair. Does the community aspect of Nomadland not do anything for you? It's fine in moments. Okay. But it's just not. It does in the moment, but That's you fair. forget about it. Like I, I, I like it every time they have like. The, there's a couple like real life characters. I think it was Bob Wells and I have the. I say I think I have the Wikipedia page open. Bob Wells and Swanky are really good. Yeah. <laughs> as as like the pe- people who are in this community. Yeah. I I almost would rather this be a documentary. I think you might have something there. Yeah. Because and, and then I think with the documentary, you'd be able to explore more about how... Um, I just kind of want to see the real-life people here. I want I want more Bob and Swanky and Linda May. Instead of Francis McDormand shitting in a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. But that was good, though. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. That's My it. vote's for Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. All the way. <laughs> All right. All the way. Um, next up, Schindler's List versus Unforgiven. This is a toughie. Uh, Charles, start us off here. Um... This is a really tough one for me. Um, I, I I think th- these two movies marked major turning points for both filmmakers. Mm-hmm. I think Spielberg's ended up being better in the long run because I think Unforgiven kind of led Clint Eastwood. <laughs> so this is him like close like being his swan song to the western, closing off the genre. But like most of the movies he's meant made since then are also about, boy, it's me, Clint Eastwood, and I've done, <laughs> and I've done a lot. Yeah. And just like, he kind of has tread the same ground a lot more That's fair. Um, since this movie. Yeah. But um, I think, th- I think this movie's really great and powerful. Um, 
I like Schindler's List more. Okay. Is the mule kind of like a western? In some senses. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's I like a fun. modern western. I agree. I was just wondering. Okay. And I don't think like I I think that's kind of what the western genre has done now. It's kind of like the more like the mule or like Hell or High Water. Hell you know. or High Water. I yeah. Like that. Yeah. Hell or High Water is really good. Hell or High Water is awesome. Why didn't that? Oh wait, that was never mind. Um, that was a strong year. That was a strong year. Uh, um. Yeah, I think. I'm with you. My, I, I wish I rewatched Unforgiven before then, so I could have more to say about it. Um, I still think the Hackman performance is brilliant, but I think Schindler's List. Uh, I, I just value that experience okay. a little bit more. I'm gonna, uh, with everything that I said that was bad about Clint Eastwood <laughs> last round, I'm sticking to. I'm standing on. Yeah. But I'm gonna vote for Unforgiven to go forward, just because I'm never rewatching Schindler's List. Okay. Ever. So I'd rewatch Unforgiven before that, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, obviously you all voted for Schindler's List. I just wanted to state, you know, you want to be different. My opinion yeah. for the record. Hey, you know? I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Next one. Next up, uh, final matchup of the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, we have Spotlight in the number six versus The King's Speech in number eleven. Spotlight. Spotlight. I agree. All right. Moving on. Glad we didn't talk about that one. Uh, alright. I think we're gonna argue. Yeah, this is where it gets right. I think you all are about to do some blasphemous stuff in this uh, round. We'll I really see. do. What? I don't think it's blasphemous. I think it depends on the crowd you're talking Anything to. Anything against Lord of the Rings is blasphemous. Well, we're not even there yet. Yeah, let's calm down. That's this round. That, that is that, this round. That's all I said. Yeah. <laughs> What's it going up against? Oh, oh, mm, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Here we, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our first matchup, I believe, is the number one seed, Moonlight, against the number eight seed, No Country for Old Men. Uh, this is tricky. This is actually tricky. I, I, I really Can like I just state my opinion? Yep. I'm going with No Country for Old Men <laughs> for 200. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'm just going to come out and say right now, I'm getting my way. Uh-huh. I... I I didn't come with a one or two horses in this race. I'm actually okay with any of these at this point. Uh-huh. So that's my take. <laughs> but did you introduce the round yet? Y- yeah. Oh, I wasn't listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Moonlight versus No Country for Old Men. Um, I-, I think both of these are pretty great. I agree. Blaine, you go first. Both of these are... Roddy <laughs> went first. Roddy went first. Blaine, you go before me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, We've been I, talking so long. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Like both of these are really good. I think, but they're both aiming for different things. Moonlight is a lot more emotional, but No Country for Old Men is a lot more visceral. I feel. Um, I mean, and Moonlight is emotionally visceral too. I think. Um, these end on almost the opposite notes. Yeah, Moonlight is like everything's going to be all right. It ends on a. It finally ends on a hopeful note at the end. No Country for Old Men ends on a. It's deeply like we are sad all dying, note. and we all it, we all will die. It ends on. I wish I could be a kid again. Yeah, but I can't. <laughs> where, where, the, where I saw the world as more innocent. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Blake? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> but we can't. We're all old. Yeah. <laughs> you said... <laughs> it's called No Country for Old Men, right? We're all old, Charles. We're all old men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I love the the last scene of No Country for Old Men so much, um, and almost every scene in the movie. Listen, yeah. vote for your vote with your heart. Um, Here's my question for you, real quick. I know you're decided. Would you put Bardem like the um, Anton Chigurh as like a top tier movie villain, or what do you think of Bardem? 
I think that, um, I mean, yeah, it's not too, I don't have too much to say. I mean, he was great, okay. you know. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say. <laughs> I was just curious. Okay. Yeah. Um, How do you feel? I feel like I've said so much about Moonlight, but I haven't said that much about No Country yet. Okay. So, I, um, yeah, I, 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 I think this movie's really interesting. I think it's a lot about tempting fate and about not being okay with aging and the ambiguity and the moral ambiguity that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it has so many... Uh, great scenes like the Shigeru with the quarter. Yeah. And it would not the quarter. That's every scene. Shigeru with the candy wrapper mm-hmm. is so good. Um, and I think No Country also falls into that. I don't know. I don't know if the three main characters are ever in the same shot. I don't think so. His hair was funny. Well, that made him scarier. Yeah. Because yeah, he obviously say. doesn't care how he looks. Yeah. yeah. His hair was funny. He's not trying to impress anyone. <laughs> Blaine, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I like uh, these are so good. You gotta have an opinion, y'all. Y'all not standing on your opinion. Just say it. Say it confidently. Yes, this is better than Moonlight. It's okay. Moonlight has gone far, far enough. I'm pushing Moonlight forward. I don't think either of these movies are. I think both of these movies accomplished their goal. I think I have a more emotional reaction. Well, yeah, it's, it's what? It's the semifinals. They I'm, all are great. I have a more emotional attachment to Moonlight than No Country. Um, so I'm pushing Moonlight forward. Okay, let me look at the rest of the bracket for a second. Remind, remind myself what's all here. Our lead eight for the lovely listeners. Moonlight, No Country, Silence of the Lambs, Everything Everywhere, Parasite, Lord of the Rings, uh, Schindler's List. Am I missing something? Spotlight. Spotlight, thank you. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of what I think is going to go on. <laughs> <laughs> trying to set yourself up for success? <laughs> I'm trying, well, not necessarily. Okay. I'm trying to, like, I, I'm perfectly okay with either of these going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to set it up for a more interesting down the Here, road. Would you want to flip a quarter? <laughs> oh, gosh, should I? Let <laughs> me, in, uh, theme. Um, it's almost just more what I'm in the mood to watch right now. I'm mm. going to pick No Country for Old Men. Oh. My man. I'm okay with it. No Ooh. Country is awesome. These are both two movies that I would have been perfectly happy with winning, though. Yeah. Well, they might, you know. No well, no, Moonlight's not now. Oh. <laughs> no Country is a better movie. <laughs> I like No Country a lot. They're both great. I love them both. Listen, I vote how I feel, all right? No, and that's why Shape of Water so. should have been in this fucking conversation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um... Or not. Really? Would you have had Shape of Water ahead of Moonlight? You? No. No. Okay. <laughs> want to make sure. Romance. That's right. On forbidden romance. Uh, anywho. I don't know if anyone would be upset with my take on Shape of Water or not. Who knows? We'll see. If you hate Charles's take on Shape of Water, let me know. <laughs> Call uh, him here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> five, five, five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, our next matchup. We have Silence of the Lambs. Versus everything everywhere? Jesus Christ. So, what can do I, I go do? first again? I'm sorry. Yeah? <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah? Because right. I already have my choice. Uh-huh. I'm going with everything everywhere. Reason why. Uh, don't get me wrong. Silence of the Lamb is great. Um, no no knocks. It's a perfect movie. But everything everywhere is um, more creative. I agree. And uh, they go for more and they achieve more in doing so. Huh? Let me go next. Continue. 
So I just, yeah, I'm more so I'm appreciating the artistic challenge that was behind it and the fact that they nailed it and they landed it and everyone loved it. Everyone who saw this movie, I feel, loved it. Loved it. I think I feel like the opposite that I did in the last round, where I think I feel more watching everything everywhere, but I think I like Silence of the Lambs maybe a little better. That's fine. I... I'm also a big fan of cannibalism. I think that's good. Uh-huh. You know, I think we need more of that in our cinema. Um, uh, <laughs> she waited a long time to tell me that. <laughs> no, um, uh, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, I love everything everywhere. I really do. Um, I don't know. I, 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 you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. What do I do? Um, I, this is getting to the nitpicky stage, oh, just yeah. to be clear. Oh, yeah. I really like everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. A few things. Uh, one thing, it came across to me a bit like, we have all these ideas. Let's think of a very loose plot to try to tie them all together. Okay. It feels like they had a bunch of shit in a notebook and were like, how do we fit this together? And they figured like the easiest way to fit it together, which is a multiverse story. Yeah. Uh, multiverse story, which is starting to get a little tired. Not with this movie, in general, I would say. Um, I think, if you think this movie is funny, I think that's great. I think there's a lot of creative stuff in this. I th- a lot of the jokes don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's a lot of humor that's calling attention to itself too much. To where they have to call it back and have the characters acknowledge that it happened. And it felt like a Marvel movie at times. Mm-hmm. Which is a type of humor that I'm a little tired of. Um, I also think the positive nihilism theme isn't that isn't unique at all, okay. and is in tons and tons of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this movie is uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" with dildos to an extent, and I still what the fuck? <laughs> really I still really like this movie. Do you really? I just don't. I don't think it's as thematically dense as some people act like this. Okay, that's a very fair take. I, I don't know. I love both of them. I'm I'm pushing Silence of the Lambs in my opinion. So you're everything everywhere. Yes, yeah, so it's coming down to Charles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just shit on I, everything I, everywhere. So. Well, it's again, it's not shitting on. It's just saying why why I'm going to put Silence of the Lambs ahead. Okay. Silence of the Lambs ahead. I think everything ever is really good. It was one of my favorite movies from last year. Yeah, it's great. Amazing movie. Sounds of Lambs is moving forward. Um, our next matchup. Parasite against Lord of the Rings. And this is the one that there could be fights. Uh, what do I do? I'm going back to St. Louis. So if you all don't pass this, I am leaving now if you don't pass this. Getting political in here. So you're, you're, you're a parasite. I kind of hope the decision doesn't even come to me. I hope you guys decided on your own. I don't even see how it's a competition. I really don't. Like Lord of the Rings, like we once again we're talking about artistic, you know accomplishment. Yeah. Everything. Where everything works. Yeah. The monsters work. The orcs, the story, the writing, the acting, the marketing. Yeah. Everyone left happy with this. Everyone. They nailed the story. This is the third movie. Yeah. Parasite is only one. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going full on. I'm pleading my case. 
Our yeah, case. Ronnie, who would you rather be? A hobbit, a dwarf, an elf, or a wizard? All of the above. Okay. All right. Or some rich guy who gets hit with a rock. <laughs> no, that sounds boring. <laughs> I'm going to middle earth. Um, it's no, it's not even close. Sorry, the rich guy didn't get it with the that's rock. all I'm saying. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I the made poor a mistake. guy got hit with a rock. Right? Yeah, that's well, just makes it so much worse. Yeah, I know. Um, like the fact that we're still even talking about Lord of the Rings, like it's 20 years later at yeah, this point. Yeah, still is is like yeah. Come on now. I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think Lord of the Rings is moving forward. I love I love Parasite. It's one of my all time favorite movies. Great story. I'm happy that I didn't have to make Ronnie upset, but perfect I like Parasite movie. better. Okay, Parasite is 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 perfect, but Lord of the Rings. Is perfect. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. I just didn't want to upset Ronnie, so I'm glad. Gosh, I'm don't. glad you went with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lord like, like how many movies, generally speaking, like as the sequels come, they get worse. Right? Yeah. Lord of the Rings is well. Like, this the story was already told, so it's like they already had the framework. So I'm like, they're not like making new yeah, stories. Still got to execute though. Yeah, I'm just saying. Everybody. It's not like someone's like, oh, we have to make a sequel. We didn't think we would. They knew they were making it. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is that. How many other people have also had that? Of, yeah, we know what we're making, and it still comes out of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm about, it's, it's, I credit... You, I get, you know how they'd never even finished Divergent? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, and I was, I was a fan of Divergent. That's <laughs> just, my point. They just gave up. My point is it's one thing to, to plan. It's one thing to, to creatively you know, know where and you're it's going, another to fucking and it's execute. another thing to... Two people in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Talkers and doers. <laughs> and doers. That's the point. I'm pushing them. They did it. Okay. They Listen, did that, it. that moment when, when it's like, I am no man and stabs the witch king, yeah. that was sick. It's the perfect trilogy. Oh, God. All right. Next matchup. Uh, Schindler versus Spotlight. Ooh. What you are we feeling here, fellas? You already know where I'm standing. You're a Schindler fan. No, Spotlight. So Spotlight's easy for you to rewatch. Yeah, I'm never rewatching. So that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking of it all. I, I understand. Mm -hmm. I'm never rewatching Schindler's List ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever. <laughs> I can say that confidently. Yeah. Ever. I've rewatched Spotlight three, four times since. I rewatch Schindler's List every couple of years. Yeah. That sounds like harsh <laughs> on yourself. I think they're both really good. Um. I, I, I don't know. Well, for sad, it's just <laughs> how sad do you want to be? <laughs> how sad do you want to be? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Charles, how do you feel about this? Um, you, you don't want to go first? No, you're going. <laughs> I, I think both are five-star movies. Um, I think that the visual storytelling is more impressive than Schindler's List. I think Spotlight is... As good of a script as you can write, with a very workmanlike attitude about <laughs> shooting it. Yeah. Um, I think there's so much more effort in the presentation and the lighting and the camera movement in Schindler. Mm -hmm. I'm going Schindler as well. Schindler's moving forward. Sorry. I think I think we all got some things we liked out of this. Yeah, I think I think so. So hang on. So we're in the final four. What do we have? We have No Country, Silence of the Lambs, Lord of the Rings, and Spotlight. I'm scared. What you all are gonna do here? I really am. Well, we have two more rounds. Two I more really rounds. Am. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, let's get into it. No Country for Old Men versus Silence of the Lambs. Um, I'll go first. I think both of these movies are both nihilistic crime movies. They both end with the thought that you can't defeat it. Yeah. So. Um, I think I'm going Silence of the Lambs here. It's actually like the opposite on both sides of the bracket. One is the hopeful side and one is yeah, the nihilistic yeah, seriously. side. Um, <laughs> that's a riot. It's not, uh, that's a strong word. It's not that funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Silence of the Lambs. I think, um, I just think that, that kind of paved the way for something like No Country for Old Men, in a sense. I'm not saying that No Country was like directly inspired, but I feel like. I, I would argue it's not directly inspired. I was about to say, you could have made this without Silence of the Lambs to me. I think there's other crime movies. But I think like the serial mm. killerness of it, I feel like. You ever seen M? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, maybe I'm wrong. I don't I, know. I think I, I'm pushing forward Silence of the Lambs. I, um, I think that there's more for me to... Mm, I'm going to pick No Country for Old Men. I, I the think there's movie. more of a pointedness at the end of the movie. Okay. Interesting. So it comes down to me. Yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted to go before you. So, all right. Honestly... I'm still harping over last round. I feel like everything everywhere should have been here. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's not. <laughs> obviously we have no country for old men versus the silence of the lamb. Um, I like both. Both are, I've said that a million times. I'm not going to say that no more. <laughs> and I wish you all had agreed so I wouldn't have to pick. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um... I'm going to go with The Silence of the Lamb because I think that um, it's legendary uh, and it has lasted the test of time still to this day. People still speak about this to this day. I was telling my dad about it and he was like, oh, I got to go back and rewatch that. Anthony Hopkins killed that. (laughs) So, and and don't get me wrong, I think that he would say something similar with No Country, but I think that, you know, the fact that it's even in the conversation. The fact that it's even this far and none of us were alive in 1991, you yeah. know, speaks, speaks to the quality. Uh, how legendary it is. Well, there's another one in the other side of the bracket that's also been around since before we were all born. So we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Silence is moving forward. I'm about to get pissed because now that you just said that, you're trying to use my argument against mm-hmm. me. I see what's going on. Well, but, I, yeah. I, I think I'm going to be outvoted on all these at this point. So, Schindler versus yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm starting off. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Damn order in here. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Got to plead the case. I'm biased, everyone. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, you came in with one goal in mind. One goal and one <laughs> goal only. With a mission and an agenda. Yes. Uh, a man Lord of the Rings Part Three. Return of the King. Is the best movie of this bracket. Factually wrong. Every. <laughs> what do you mean, factually wrong? I don't think there is a best movie here. I think there's. A... Go on, go on. Okay. Yeah, you, you're disrespecting me right now no, by no, interrupting no. me, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought some good shit in my head. I'm trying to say it. <laughs> the best movie, okay? Mm-hmm. A December release. That's right. Oh, yeah. That is right. Big time. Oh, sorry. No, I want them to hear me, Charles. <laughs> You're peeking. Big time. 
All right, December release, mm -hmm. leading into Christmas, right. family movie. Right. Let's kill these orcs. <laughs> Billion dollars, Blaine. <laughs> Billion dollars. God, this is the only movie in this that we currently have left. It means so much money. That checks the boxes for <laughs> everyone. For the people who want the money. For the enthusiasts. Yeah. It's pleasing. This movie, the budget was $94 million. Mm. It made, what, 10, 11 times that? What? Blockbuster <laughs> in December. Yeah. It gets no better. It gets no better. It's the final movie, and it sticks the landing. Yeah. The thing that we all criticize Marvel about today is, can you hold our attention? Same thing with Star Wars. Same thing with all of the big franchises. This did that. Frodo is goated. <laughs> okay? His jersey is in the Raptors. We all know Frodo. It's true. Yeah, yeah. We all know Gandalf. We all know Gandalf. We all know Sam. Yes. Yeah. They're not making no Schindler's list too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> We still got Lord of the Rings today. Yeah. Do the right thing. Lord of the Rings, the best movie, money maker. It makes every everyone's happy. You feel this? You leave this theater feeling Complete. true hope, mm -hmm. okay? Like a warrior. <laughs> that was really compelling. Make the right choice. Charles? You go ahead. We all love Smog. I, I know you're voting for Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is going forward, man. My man, my man. That's what I'm talking about. This is going the same minute. way the space one went. Gollum. <laughs> you guys are so popular. I didn't even. I didn't even say anything Schmiegel. about Gollum. Oh my gosh, we all love Schmiegel. Legendary. It really opens with Legendary. It ends with Schmiegel. Legendary, man. All right. Silence of the Lambs by Jonathan Demme. Shot by somebody. We, we know what's going to happen here. Do, can we just end this? <laughs> oh, don't be a bad sport. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are picking Lord of the Rings. I got another speech. <laughs> <laughs> I have another speech. Silence of the Lambs versus Return of the King. Now, Charles, which do you prefer out of these two? At this point, I mean, I think they're both really good. Yep. I, really good's an understatement. Hold on, hold both on. Great. I was about to say, I, don't you dare disrespect. <laughs> you've been I, disrespected. <laughs> I haven't been disrespecting. I just don't believe commerce is the only goal. <laughs> I didn't say that was the. I said everyone. Co commerce leaves and happy. cultural impact. I said everyone leaves. Happy. <laughs> Put some respect on that billion. This is in two thousand three. Twenty years ago. I'm saying. Well, yeah. Why didn't Titanic win? That movie made everyone happy. Because who wants to leave sad? That movie made double the money. Like, man. It came out five years earlier. I love Titanic. Why are we talking about Titanic? You, yeah. Titanic <laughs> is known because of you. No, I'm joking. You guys <laughs> all know it. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to bring it back up now. <laughs> I don't feel the most passion right now. For, uh -huh. Because like I like both of these movies, You're but right, like yeah. both of them are not my picks. Right. But what would you pick between the two? Probably Lord of the Rings. Of course. Lord of, the of course. Oh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord. No. Uh, my guy. Because you guys pick franchise movies on every bracket. Empire, Star Wars, and Lord I don't of the give Rings. A damn. <laughs> okay. Lord Charles, of the Rings 3 is the best movie. Charles, don't cry. 
I've been saying this entire time. It's a good thing movies aren't made for artistic purposes. <laughs> Are you saying Lord of the Rings is not artistic? It's very well made. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. I just think we're getting a little predictable. Whatever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I can't wait till the next bracket where we pick Avengers Infinity War to win. That's right. Okay. Gentlemen. Another great movie. Another great movie. And then we can pick Transformers Rise of the Beasts. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Well done, gentlemen. We made it this far. Bonds have been forged. And now <laughs> friendships are over. We finally did it. Wait, didn't you just get like the extended like edition? Yeah, like, I haven't the seen the extended cut? yet. Did they just release that? Yeah. Or? No, I mean they've been out for a while. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen them. But it was, what, on Blu-ray or something 4K. like that? 4K, 4K. Yeah. 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 So I guess you're not satisfied with Return of the King winning? I just think picking the big budget movie is a little boring. Okay. What, 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 did, what did you want to win? I went in with, like, 8 to 10 that I was okay with. Okay. But as we and Lord of the Rings was honestly one of them, but I just... Then what are we talking about? <laughs> because it was too obvious the whole time. By who? By me? Both for sure. For sure, by me. <laughs> I knew I, you were I, both picking it. I hope. It's like it is 10 favorite movies. I love Lord of the Rings. Along with every John Wick movie. Shut up, bitch. And every Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> now, you do love those two more than I do. I do. I think Lord of the Rings, I still leave feeling um, remarkable, surprised. Um, Satisfied. Everything, man. Like every emotion. Emasculated. Demasculated. In the sense of Charles, no, I'm kidding. Um, so I, I, my, my last. I know question. I'm not going to get my way in these, but <laughs> my last question, like, as we were getting like tightening these out, were there any that you're like, okay, I kind of want this to win, or? Well, I knew it wasn't going to, but I would have been more. I think it'd been more interesting if No Country or Parasite, well, not even Parasite, because Parasite has so much letterbox hype. Uh huh. So No Country and Parasite were kind of your... Parasite, Moonlight I would have been fine with, but I picked No Country. But that's almost because right at the moment I'm more in the mood for it. Gotcha. But I mean, Sounds of the Lambs I would have been mostly okay with. Schindler, Spotlight, I love. I'm a big Shape of Water guy. I bet you are. Yeah. Unforgiven, I'm a big fan of. Unforgiven's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty satisfied with this. I know you're not, but that's okay. Because we won! <laughs> Just like last year. Let's go, baby! We have I don't even remember last year. We never lose an Empire one. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, oh, come on, Charles. Come on now. You guys are populists, <laughs> and that's okay. 50 years? How long has that been? Out? I don't know. A while. 40 years? 2001 Space Odyssey came out earlier. I know you hate it. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We might... The listeners might be yelling at us right now. Who knows? I don't give a damn. Wow. <laughs> well, knowing you, you probably got a bunch of 18-year-olds who think John Wick 4 is the best movie ever John made. John Wick 4 is the best movie ever made. <laughs> right? That's going to win Best Picture this year. I just want to say I'm proud of both you gentlemen. <laughs> For picking the right film in the end. You had me worried there for a second when the way y'all was talking about Schindler's List. Schindler's like y'all had me thinking like it was about to just, it was like it was a clean sweep. Like it was oh, I, like, I, I picked Parasite over Lord of the Rings and Schindler's List. You said what? My vote didn't matter for the last few rounds. <laughs> you did pick Parasite over Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. didn't you? Yep. Well at the end when I already knew you both picked it. Oh so that's not how you actually felt? No, it's how I feel. Oh okay, okay. Okay. Damn. Well this has been one hell of a journey with these gentlemen. We did it. We did it, Joe. It's over. It's just like... <laughs> 
Frodo said. I should done. be saying that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Ronnie, Charles, thanks for coming on the pod. It's always a pleasure having your voice here. Tune in next year for populist movies. <laughs> Which movies made the most? Which movies made the most? We're going to do superhero movies, and we're going to pick the one that made the most money. Time for Avatar The Way of Water to fucking sleep. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for the real Shout movie. out Spider. That's right, Spider the White Boy, we love him. Um, now I'm doing it for the cemetery. Super Mario for the win. That's right, man, we can't lose. I love money. Um, now I'm doing it for the Real View Podcast. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. This podcast is found on Google Pod. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you find podcasts, when you're there. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.